Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. I want something else to get me through this semi-charm kind of life. Baby, baby, I want something else. I'm not listening when you say goodbye. I'm the biggest fan of the Second Amendment. Many of you are. Uh, I'm a big fan of the NRA, but I met, I had lunch with them, with Wayne and Chris and David on Sunday and said, it's time. We gotta stop this nonsense, it's time. And I want something else to get me through this life, baby. They have so many checks and balances that you could be mentally ill and it takes you six months before you can prohibit it. Like this guy, you know, the, the police saw that he was the problem. They didn't take any guns away. Now that could have been policing. I think they should have taken them away anyway whether they had the right or not. Yeah. Take the firearms first and then go to court because that's another system because a lot of times by the time you go to court, it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures. Uh, I like taking the guns early, like in this crazy man's case that just took place in Florida. He had a lot of firearms. They saw everything. To go to court would have taken a long time. So you could do exactly what you're saying, but take the guns first, go through due process second. No, God! You cannot be serious! No, God, please, no! No! God damn it! No! I agree with that. Gang free, whoever he is. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Bane. My name is Matt Christensen. Playing to my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. If you are listening live, uh, thanks for tuning in here rather than to the Oscars. I've also learned... There is a Louder with Crowder Oscars live stream and a Worski stream right now, too. And the so. Worski stream is pretty good. It's this We Was Kings guy, and man, ah. he is saying some dumb crap. So, Oh, boy. All right. Well, we appreciate people who are hanging out with us live, uh, or if you're joining later, we appreciate you for joining them later, too. Um, speaking of the Oscars, I know we can't promise much around here, but we can promise you there will not be any hypocritical lecturing about uh, sexual assault, gun <laughs> rights, uh, or diversity. Those yes. are the, as long as we avoid those things, I think we'll have a better show than the Oscars. But speaking of uh, poorly received shows, it was a big week for uh, eyebrow raisers from the president. Not that um, he's a stranger to the occasional or frequent eyebrow raiser. Um, but you did hear what he discussed uh, on Wednesday this week in the intro there. I like the Second Amendment but take the guns first, go Ooh. through due process second. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, Mr. President. So we'll, we're going to go through that entire, um, that entire gun control meeting because there is some broader context, but I am not a fan of the way the president handled this meeting. A lot of people talking about how he handled the immigration meeting previously yeah. and saying, yeah, we'll do a clean DACA bill. 
I mostly chalk that one up to a to a, a, a misunderstanding of a term and kind of a misspeak. I'm less convinced on this meeting because he repeats several highly questionable things yeah. several times. Yeah, we'll talk a bit about his motivations, but 20% of me is still maybe like 4D chess. Yeah, it's it's, it's a dimension I don't understand, <laughs> man. He's playing him like a puppet master, and and that's that, and that's not even speaking to apparently he he wants to start a trade war. That's good because we'll win. Uh, that that was on his Twitter account this week. We're gonna we're gonna out tariff everybody. Uh, so we won't get that much into that, but that was a big controversy this week. Um, what else was he doing? Oh, he said he wanted the death penalty for uh, for drug dealers. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. He didn't say so, that directly, but that's clearly what he meant. Well, he praised like other countries that for do doing it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go through that whole meeting and try to make sense of what's going on. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll be much to Diane Feinstein's delight. I think that was the theme of the week. Uh, hey, did you know there was another CNN kid hanging out that I, I didn't see in the okay. process? There's a, a fourth CNN kid who I saw in a yeah. segment with uh, Wolf Blitzer this week. Um, but he's got the same bit. He's just kind of stealing their wait, bit. Wait, wait, that's not the same kid that told Rubio that he couldn't look at him? No, different kid. That was Cameron Caskey. This is Alfonso Calderon. Wow, I watched I watched all the clips, and I totally thought this was the same shitty kid. It's understandable. He's like, he's stealing lines like Amy Schumer up there, <laughs> you know? I mean, he might as well be Cameron Caskey. But he did say, he, he called the NRA child murderers. That's played out. We heard that bit. But he's got some new lines. He's got a new bit to his stand-up routine that we'll, we'll listen in on. Um, he wrongly references the preamble to the Constitution of the United States. That's the, among other things. Uh, amazing and hilarious sights to be seen at uh, Portland State University where James Damore and Heather Hying, who is uh, wife of uh, Mr. Brett Weinstein, they enrage a crowd of uh, non-binary hecklers by saying that men and women are, in fact, biologically different. Oh, no. That's a, good, uh, that's a good segment to watch. Plus, the Illinois governor drinks chocolate milk for diversity's sake. We'll spectate that. Hoax hate returns. It's been a little bit since we've had a quality hoax hate case, True. but there's a, there's a good one this week. That we both oh. knew. As soon as we heard, just like last time. And it hasn't been officially oh, disproven, but it's like 90%. Yeah. Uh, Snopes debunks satire <laughs> on Facebook, and Facebook sends a warning to the poster of the satire saying, no more fake news or you'll be punished. That's a good story. Uh, plus, I got a surprise cringe double feature. It seems that when cringe comes, it comes in pairs, just like the uh, last time we did. I can't handle it. I get so exhausted after our show. I'm just so cringed out. Yeah. Trump cringe, and then there's all the surprise cringe, and then... Yeah, we got a theme going, you know. Uh, and of course, we will take Super Chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good, low-down money grabbers. We've got the policy. We've got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It will be... All this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting the show on Patreon. And thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. You can take us on the go beyond YouTube if you want to listen. Uh, we're, we are available on, on most uh, podcast platforms I'm aware of. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. I'm pretty sure. I think I did a good job with all of them anyway. Got a couple of, um, oh, you know what? I forgot to load in. I got to load this in really quick because we, uh, I want to share listener art and some viewer contributions up top like we usually do, but we also have 
um, a, a listener in need of, um, of a little bit of help, or a listener that we've previously referenced, at least. Let me pull that up. Um, Everybody in the live chat is like, I don't know if she could read. Quit telling the same joke, people. So uh, we, we, this is from uh, listener Christiana, who's been listening to us for a long time. Um, she, had, uh, she, she, had, uh, she gave birth to baby Orson about a year ago. I know we talked about it back then. Um, he was born with a, uh, with a stomach condition, and that has required some ongoing surgery and lengthy hospital stays. Uh, Orson had two stomach surgeries in January, and uh, his dad had to take more time off than expected to accommodate. Good news is Orson is out of the hospital, and he is uh, in physical therapy, but the family could still use a little bit of help if you are feeling so inclined. The show will be pitching in uh, a little bit to their GoFundMe here. It's linked atop the description. All the best to Christiana and family. And now that we've um, done something very serious, uh, and sentimental we move into the least serious and least sentimental portion of the show which is the uh the listener art um oh, this is so, so great so rich <laughs> rich our, our favorite artist rich has this ongoing um this ongoing series of us in an alternative reality before i bring this in so <laughs> he did us as social justice warriors he did us as fatties mm-hmm. he did us as muslims was there another one i'm missing um, we were commies, right? Yeah, like social justice warrior commies, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, all I'm saying is there is a context to this. Us, <laughs> us as Orthodox Jews, apparently. Uh, Rich captioned this, Oy vey, super shekel chats just hit $100. I'm on record saying I disavow. Oh my gosh, these are all horrifying alternative realities, right? That's the theme here. That's so funny. Know. Oh, you said it. You said it, not me. <laughs> I think this is a delightful, wonderful alternative I've really been reality. I've enjoying this artwork. I got to say of yeah. all of them, though, the, the fat person artwork, I think, is, is my favorite. That one dropped my jaw. Like I, I... That made me, yeah, it made the, the pit of my stomach sink and made me think I can never gain weight ever. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I just can't. That's this true. Can't, this can't happen. Can't That's happen. true. Uh, so thank you for that, Rich. We look forward to uh, your ongoing contribution. I always wonder when he's going to when is he going to run out of ideas? It's been a month plus now, and he hasn't. So I don't we'll know. see There's where he goes. Lots of alternative realities that we don't want to exist in. So yeah. keep him coverage. This from uh, Political Disco, the guy who did the Ben Shapiro cover with me on um, whatever that that gay magazine was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's it's small in the in the notes here, but um, basically the premise here is. David Hogg saying, at what cost comes your freedom? Every year, over 37,000 Americans needlessly lose their lives. Uh, Teenagers, 11 teenagers are killed each day. You don't even have to be 21 to buy something so powerful, so destructive. Do you think the founding fathers expected this when they wrote the Bill of Rights? Ban fully automatic vehicles. (laughs) Now, no more fully automatic transmissions. Thank you, Political Disco. Oh, man. You guys are so creative. And... um, we got some people receiving their mugs. As I told, this is from John. I told John on Twitter, nice pair. That was my response. Nice pair for John and nice pair for constitutional cat. Uh, and uh, if you are interested, remember we had that artwork uh, from Danny, that new artwork that we displayed last week. I did put that in the merch shop. So I, you know, 
I'm not yeah. shilling that hard. I, m- much to blonde chagrin, we're not making money off the merch shop. Yeah, we the totally only people, should be. Whatever. Yeah, the only people who are getting paid are the people printing this stuff. But out, it looks but... really great. I, I was looking at the graphics. Who did the graphics for the uh, for the shirts? What was his name? Uh, his name's Danny, oh. listener Danny, who's a, a professional graphic designer. And you can tell because he does a way better job than I do when I'm tasked with these sorts of things. <laughs> but they look and, really cute. And you can buy pink shirts, ladies. That's true. Yeah, everything's customizable. So, if there, and if there are items that you want, like you know, I want a hoodie or something that's not in there, you can email us, and I can I can get that taken care of. I have of. gotten I just some requests for hats. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, if you have a specific request, um, get in touch with me, and I'll see if I can make it happen. Because pre- they have pretty much everything available. Okay, a couple other uh, listener contributions to get through here, real quick. Uh, they are they're good. Um, I couldn't. Uh, I, I said I was going to call the hijab hotline again this week, and time just kind of got away from me. I, I, oh, yeah, I totally forgot, too. Yeah, we we totally meant to do it individually, but as uh, true millennials, we we didn't. <laughs> but thankfully, listener JB got through to the hijab hotline and decided to talk rape culture yes. in the Muslim world. This is a little bit of that exchange that he posted on Twitter. Pakistani Muslims raping young white girls. So if you yeah, really want to talk about rape, that's no not, that's, um, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm saying that that's not totally fair because when you talk about rape, rape is a socially acceptable thing in Islamic countries. You need a certain amount of women to okay. testify against a certain amount of men. We all yeah. know how it works yeah. in Sharia courts, which is why I'm against the 40 some odd Sharia courts that have popped up in England. That's not fair. So for you yeah. to say rape is wrong in Islam, well, I'm looking at Islam in England. So it's not fair yeah. there. And also, 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 hold on. I let you, fi- I let you, fi- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, I think he actually hung up right there. If, if, <laughs> I, if JB, if I recall what he said. Oh, that warms my heart. Those were all great arguments. Well done. And I didn't notice his Mizzou hoodie before when I watched this. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so great. Possibly a Mizzou alum. Yeah, good work. Thanks yeah. for doing that. Because we're flaky millennials that didn't follow through on our own <laughs> task. So uh, that's 1-800-662-ISLAM if you would like to learn about Islam. Again, they're the ones who want the number out there yeah. to call and learn about Islam, not me. Yep. Anyway, thank you, JB. And um, we ripped on Joe Scarborough last week and because we ripped on him like a month ago for his crappy Women's March song. And he went after us for a copyright violation that he won because of YouTube's garbage policies. Anyway, I'm not going to rip on him again, but I did get this parody of his song from listener Patent Trending. This is really good. This is a parody of and Joe Scarborough's stand your song. Life, your wife may talk you in to videotaping her getting nailed by her boyfriend. And though you work both night and day, and never discriminated in <laughs> any way Your gender and skin tone They both say You're a cis white male So <laughs> stay away Once in your career You may get a chance to be Passed in your job by a trans lesbian named Riley. <laughs> Shout out to Riley. Oh, man. That was good stuff. I, yeah. I really enjoyed that. So thank you, Pat and Trending. I'll have that linked uh, if you want to check out the full song. It's, it's got the full complement of lyrics and the full the full length and all that. It's good stuff. So uh, I'll have that linked if people want to check that out. 
Uh, man, it's going to take a while to talk about the old Trump gun control meeting. So we do have then, super chats. It's up to you if we want. Sure. Let's, let's, let's knock a few out. Um, Mr. DJ fly high. Oh, actually I, I, I forget about our own stupid rules. Uh, Travis, Vi, I used to think gender fluidity was BS till I was on a cruise last summer and the ship started sinking. They were evacuating women and children first. Guess who got to the front of the line? Oh yeah. How, how very convenient mm, you're, convenient. It, it is at that point in time. Yeah. Uh, J- uh, Jacka says, here's my yuck, yuck bucks as promised, Maddie, you bidget docs are you? Sita forever? Melon until I die. I don't know what any of this means. Oh, uh, I think this is a reference to the, the, the woman in the video I made earlier this week who docs that oh, high school, yeah, yeah. high schooler student. And then yeah. she wiped out her Twitter account. Yeah. Sorry. But she accused me of doxing and bullying her, which is hilarious. Like a bully gets called out. Isn't everything this the same I- kind of shit the Seattle, this gay coffee owner did? Kind of. Yeah. Like you, everything you contributed to this story you volunteered publicly i'm not right. doxing you whatever i'm not bull I, I didn't make any call to action hey guys go get her punished at her job i said this is what she's posed is what she's trying to do she posted it publicly i never urged anyone to go talk to her and she'll be irrelevant the, anyway the last thing she said was she was um she had a relationship with the police and she'll re- be reporting my video <laughs> to the police is Good. what she said go nuts bitch yeah. go crazy uh, Still Adam waiting Wal- on the Tracy, California police to come to my home and arrest me yeah, for the not YouTube coming. video I made based on publicly available news. Adam Walters door. First time watching live after a long run of catching you guys on the replay. Thanks for making my boring Monday at work more bearable. Oh, well, thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much. Um, I dig crazy chicks. It's a bad nice strategy, name. man. Watching Walking Dead, but can't wait to watch the show tomorrow. Uh, take some shekels for the pretty one. I guess that means you. Fight <laughs> among okay. yourselves to figure out which one I mean. Love the yeah, show. Yeah, sure. Dad's cool. Sure. Uh, Dakota Stanton, over my rotting corpse, will Trump take my guns? We're about to talk about that. Yeah. Boogeyman 917, thanks for another great hour plus of listening material, beauty and the braid or beta. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt, <laughs> but that's a very lovely braid. Blood, I agree. Cheers. Thank you, Boogie. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. That dead eye guy. I agree with that. That dead eye You can't guy. resist. You just, you, you have to do it. Okay, uh, fuck it. What's <laughs> next? No, the sounder board. I'm, I'm going to take it away from you. We broke your eyes. Uh, that dead eye guy. I'm not sure why we're listening to teens about politics. People are morons at that age. Hey, Matt, did you get a chance to talk about my Kingdom Come video? If not, no worries. PS don't dox me, brah. Yeah, I did see it. I, I emailed you back. Uh, my re- my initial reaction was I, after we spoke about it on the call-in show, I looked up the game because it sounded interesting and it looked really crappy, like visually crappy on Xbox One. And then I saw your review and I thought, okay, well, at least it looks better on PC. But the difference is... I'm a console peasant. Even though I have a decent PC that's streaming right now, I just don't play PC games. K. Karasu Shuperju Sorabji. You guys are bastards for making me say all these crazy names. <laughs> uh, Blonde Harris, thoughts on petition to give U.S. immigration priority to South African boards? Yeah, I made a video about this like a year and a half ago. Hmm. Um, we totally should. We totally should. People of European descent, there are three to four million white people there. Um, there's got to be something we can do about this. What's the story that somehow the legislature voted to take property? I, I have such a surface level yeah, understanding of what's going on because they have a black racist government that wants to kill the remaining white people. Uh, it's really In the name bad. Of equality, right? Huh? In the name of equality, right? Yes. Yes. Because yes. apartheid when their country was way better. Right. Okay. Uh, Big Red Doggy, I'm thankful that you two started 
uh, I would have died of alcohol poisoning on the Crowder stream. What are they? They're drinking every time. Oh yeah, they're doing a drinking game. Yeah. Oh, I, I wonder for- why. I did see Lauren Southern on there a few minutes ago. Um, let's just do one more right now. Sean Cooper. Actually, we just got a big one, so let's read these. Um, Sean Cooper says, Matt and I once made love at the local skate park. I rode switch until he pop shoved into my hubba gap. If no, you know I mean. God, please, no. You guys are gross and creative. Josh McDonald, Crowder's live streamer, blonde and the baritone. It wasn't a hard choice. You two are eight kinds of awesome. Thank you oh, so well, much. That's that's very high praise. Appreciate um, that. And a big donation from Mufisto here. Aussie here, you better not lose those gun laws. Too much of a slippery slope. For it's the guns, then it's the rights. Trump's just being honest about his intentions and slipped up. Don't let him get away with it. Thanks, Matt and Blonde. Keep it up. His yeah. name is Mufisto? Uh, that's what it says. That sounds like a, a kinky Muslim guy. Yeah, maybe that's it. That's <laughs> or um, or Simba's dad, Simba's dad's <laughs> personal ad, Mufisto. I'm rim shotting myself for that. <laughs> you rim shot yourself. You suck. <laughs> okay. We're good for um, now. Thank you for that giant donation. We appreciate it. So we're gonna go through this meeting in full. Uh, it's gonna take a little bit, but it's not just the the take the guns first, due process second that has me a little worried about some of the stances the president is taking here. So a lot to talk about. Uh, so, you know, sit tight. It's going to be a little bit. Grab some popcorn and a Coors Light, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so it's on, on Wednesday, Trump invites legislators to, uh, to the White House, and they're going to discuss ideas for gun control and stopping mass shootings. And it's clear if you watch the meeting in full throughout, Trump is kind of in his, hey, everybody get along mode. You've, you've, seen, him, you've seen him do this with immigration too, where it's like, you got an idea, you got an idea. Why don't you just combine your ideas and everyone vote for it? That's kind of seems to be what he seems to, uh, seems what, like what he advocates frequently. Um, so on several occasions through this meeting, he does that same exact thing. Hey, you got an idea, Diane Feinstein. Hey, you got an idea, Steve Scalise or, or you know, uh, Joe Manchin, yeah. whoever. Why don't you just combine these things? Problem is you have a wide range of perspectives at this meeting. So you have Diane ban all the assault weapons Feinstein, uh, which I did right. rev- I did read the bill that they're proposing. Uh, the idea, well, I'll, why don't I save the description of that when we talk Wait, about Feinstein? Before we Feinstein, start, we yeah. should talk yeah. about why he's showing the general public these meetings that formerly sure. would be behind closed doors. Go for I mean, it, yeah. I, this is why I do buy into this 4D chess theory to some degree because he invites these people with you know drastically different ideologies, totally opposing, and then he kind of schmoozes them a little bit. And I think to yeah. the general public, he could be doing all this behind closed doors. I think to the general public, he wants us to look at this and be like, oh, he's trying to work with the left. And so I think that he tries to accommodate them way more like visually to the general public than he actually intends to like i i don't know that he's serious about this i mean and and he knows how important it is to protect his base i hope yeah he can't betray us in this way well that's kind of one of my concerns here is yeah i get it you're hosting everybody who has different opinions and you're trying to get people to come to meet at common ground i get it but he takes sides on some issues and he takes definitely the wrong side and that's yeah. kind of it's kind of what bugs me about it is like it's not just that you're hearing everybody out you're taking the diane feinstein amy klobuchar amy klobuchar side down. yeah so let, let's uh let's hop into it. i'll just pause as we go and um okay talk about each item i've tried to kind of organize it as best as possible here but trump starts by saying hey look i love the nra but i told them it's time it's time time for what what does that even mean we'll find out it's time for common sense gun reform you know 
I'm the biggest fan of the Second Amendment. Many yes, of you it's... are. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of the NRA, but I met, I had lunch with them and said, it's time. We've got to stop this nonsense. It's time. Okay, it's time for what? Well, one of the first things that he talks about is apparently this bump stock ban is going to be through executive action because they wanted this as part of a legislative package. And he's just saying, ah, executive order. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of it through executive action. You talked about the bump stock issue that Senator Feinstein, I know, cares passionately about. And I'm going to write that out but let's because get we started. can do that with an executive order. I'm going to write the bump stock, essentially write it out. So you won't have to worry about bump stock. Shortly, that'll be gone. Why? So I think there are a couple potential concerns here. Um, one, there are a lot of people who don't want to surrender the bump stock issue as a Second Amendment matter. Um, no, but what's the what's the benefit of doing this by executive action rather than? That's the other potential point of criticism here is once you set the precedent for banning weapons. Now he'd probably come back and say, well, look, there's already federal. There's already a federal ban on the manufacture of automatic weapons. And this is functionally this makes weapons functionally sort of automatic weapons even though it really doesn't the the precedent of banning firearm or firearm attachments by executive order i don't like it i don't i know he's trying to like give them one but i don't like this creepy this creeping yeah i'm not so you know if if they want to ban bump stocks as part of a legislative package on principle, I can see why people are upset about it. As a practical matter, it's like, all right, I don't it's want to appease these people because yeah, stop this pattern of appeasement. Yeah, because it, it, the bump stock ban is not going to do anything for the next shooter, right? And the next shooter is not even going to use a bump stock, and then we're going to be back at the table saying, well, what's the next thing we got to ban? Right, exactly. So the next thing we got to ban apparently is Diane Feinstein and her assault weapons bill, and I'll, I'll explain more about her bill after she brings it to the president's attention here. What I've watched and seen is the development of weapons that I never thought would leave the battlefield, that are out on our streets. And the latest and newest, Mr. Chairman, is the AR-15. And it tears apart a human body with the velocity. Oh my God, all guns. And 26 of us have co-sponsored a new bill. I would be most honored if you would take a look at it. I will. Okay. As you noted, um, yes, when you're shot with a gun, it will harm your body. <laughs> it just tears the flesh right up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, uh, uh, this this assault weapons ban of 2018 that's circulating in Congress, I believe, is the same thing that Feinstein is, or f- basically the same thing as Feinstein's been pushing since after the Las Vegas shooting. The idea here is no magazines larger than 10 rounds, um, no attachments like pistol grips, forward grips, folding stocks, etc., uh, in combination with a detachable magazine. Um, owners can keep existing weapons. So that's what's interesting is the rifle that I have, I'd be able to keep. They're not saying we're going to confiscate rifles that violate this. you can't this. buy any additional attachments for it? Well, that's a good question. Why, yeah, can I just buy more attachments and put them on there? And But if I were to buy it in its existing configuration, it's got a sight on it, it's got a forward grip, and it's got it takes a 30-round magazine. All I would have to do is, like if I were to go to a store and try to buy this, I would have to remove the grip, right. take off the sight put a 10 round magazine in it instead of a 30, but it's functionally the same weapon right. that shoots the same bullet at the same rate. Yeah. Diane Feinstein says one is an assault weapon and the other is just a regular rifle. And the forward grip, right? Why is that relevant? 
because it it reduces the recoil. I don't know what the, what is this Call of Duty? I mean, is it overpowered? I don't. I, yeah. I don't it doesn't change the 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 actual uh, the actual round that's fired from the weapon, or the rate at which that round is fired, or the performance of that round, or what that round does when it hits you. And I guarantee you, someone with reasonable skill, you can watch videos on this on YouTube. Somebody with reasonable skill with a whole series of ten round mags do just as much damage just as quickly as somebody with yep. thirty round mags. On all these people had some kind of firearms training or proficient with firearms before the shootings, mass shootings. So it, it's insane to me that the exact same rifle is going to be illegal or uh, is going to be legal or Ill- illegal right, based right. on the cool gadgets that are attached to it, not based on Sorry. what actually happens in terms of its firing capacity. Shooters are just going to become um, slightly more elite now. They only yeah. have to get 10% better to do the same amount of well, damage. And, and the irony too, like if this starts getting traction in Congress, which I don't think it will, unless we have a change of power in Congress, what's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to snatch up those 30 round mags. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people are. The price of them will probably go up by a lot. Yep. Um, and they'll drive more sales of these things like they're already doing with NRA memberships. And you know, that was another story I wanted to tell, but I'll save it for another time. I went down to get my concealed carry permit this week or start the process. And I'm in the market for a concealable pistol. Why? Because of all this insanity. Like if yeah. you guys weren't doing this insanity tour, I wouldn't be in the market for a new firearm. I wouldn't be getting a concealed you carry permit. You and everybody else permit. too. Now I'm I like, maybe have been... you should join the NRA. Yeah. Th- after the show last week, I was gifted an NRA membership. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's a couple of things she said about the AR-15 too. She says the AR-15 is the latest and newest military technology. One, it's not military technology. Two, it's not the latest and newest. It's been around since the 50s. Um, and to your point on that you referenced earlier, it tears apart the human body. Well, why would you not ban all 5.56 five, or 223 chambered rifles then? Why would you not or ban all, all rifles guns. that shoot that round? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just the ammunition that does that tearing. Yeah. That's a feature of the ammunition, not a feature of the rifle. Any, in any case. She's too old to be reasoned with. Yeah, we're not done with Diane Feinstein. We'll be back with her. So if you recall back in 2013, Manchin and Toomey, these two senators, uh, um, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania, they wrote a bill that is now serving as kind of the they're, they're trying to craft a bill as with this as the starting point or the basis point because it had a lot of agreement. It had, um, in 2013 when it was drafted, it had 54 senators on board. Basically, this is a bill to strengthen and expand background checks. So the first part of the bill tries to strengthen the reporting into the background check system. I don't think that's particularly controversial. I don't think uh, most Second Amendment advocates or gun people would would have a problem with if you have a criminal record or an otherwise disqualifying record for firearm purchase, we would want those records reported to the database as efficiently as possible. I don't think right. that many people dispute that, at least as I understand it. What's a little more controversial here, I actually consider it maybe even a little bit misleading. You'll hear them say, well, we want basically expanded background checks. And they talk about, I had to c- cut it out, but if you watch the whole video, they talk about the gun show loophole and they talk about internet sales. They say all of those need to have background checks. It's a little bit misleading because anybody whose business is selling firearms, like if that's a, if that's your business, you, you have, you're a commercial seller of firearms. You have to, uh, you have to put your, your purchasers through a background check mm-hmm. per federal law. So if you're selling at a gun show, if you're selling on the internet, you still have to put them through a background check. And it doesn't matter who you are. If you're selling on the internet, if I wanted to sell you a gun over the internet, I would have to send it to a federal, a federally licensed firearm right. dealer in Washington who would not give it to you until you've had a background check serviced by them. 
Yep. So it, the expanded background check stuff is a little bit misleading because what they're talking about is private sales between people in states. Well, they're not talking about the enforcement of existing laws. Nobody's talking about that. They just want to yeah. add new laws. We have to do something. It's so reactionary, so emotional. What about the enforcement of existing laws, which would have prevented this specific instance yeah. of mass shooting? And I'm unclear because that that's regulated by the state. Like a lot of states say, hey, any private sale, you need to go through a federally licensed dealer and you're going to get a background check. Montana's not one of those. Like I can give my friend a gun. He can have it. There's no background check necessary. And by the way, we have very low gun violence in this state. Um, but um, huh. so what they're talking about is kind of is, is regulating those sorts of things. But the weird thing about the Mansion Toomey bill is it explicitly excludes sales between friends and family. Ah, so it's like, well, who am I bought me a gun that I just realized I must own illegally because he just gave it to me. I don't know what Washington's laws are. I, I don't know if you have to have a Didn't background check. Did you say you're to... the only state where you don't have to do that? Not the only. No, I just know what, what our state's laws are. Whoops. <laughs> um, but that's what's weird is they exempt exchanges between friends and family. So it's like if I want to get around the background check requirement, I just have to be friends with the guy yeah. I'm giving the gun to. <laughs> All right, we'll go get a drink beforehand. beforehand. Like we'll go to a movie before we exchange the gun and now we're friends. Because we're friends now. Maybe I misunderstand, but that's 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 what I saw at least in the explanation of the bill from PolitiFact. That's a long-winded way of explaining what Trump is going to ask them right now. Hey guys, your bill has a lot of support. Can you explain to me the the key portions of the bill and we can probably build uh, build on this. I'd like to have Pat <coughs> to me and Joe Manchin. Uh, could you no. just sort of detail your bill? It has several components. The first Title. It strengthens the reporting of information into the background check system. The second part has a provision that would require background checks on all commercial sales. Okay, now this is where Trump, in my opinion, starts to go off the rails a little bit. <laughs> because he's big on the mental health thing. The whole meeting he's saying, hey, we got to figure out a way to stop crazy people from getting guns, which is an idea that we all think in principle and in concept would be a good idea. The difference is, how are you going to judge who's crazy and how are you going to enforce it? And Trump says, well, we, we have obviously crazy people like the Florida shooter. The cops should have gone in and taken his guns, quote, whether they have the right or not. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, there is a, I'm not an expert on this. There is a statute in Florida, though, called the Baker Act, in which people can be involuntarily committed um, if they're deemed to be a threat to themselves or others. I don't have a problem with restricting people from buying firearms or um, or even seizing their firearms temporarily uh, if they're determined to be a threat to themselves or others. But I want a court to adjudicate that. I don't right. want just a guy like or, or even a cop saying, well, that's a crazy person, so I'm taking the gun. Yeah, but this is less about firearms and more about the necessity of involuntary institutionalization. And I said that a million times before, but they're just crazy people roaming the streets in Seattle. There was a time in this country where these people were put in state hospitals for their own benefit and the benefit of society. And we're seeing th this segment of the population committing a large, uh, you know, a large amount of the mass shootings. Hmm. Well, here's, here's some of the president's thoughts on the issue. And we have to do something about the mentally ill not being able to buy a gun. They have so many checks and balances that you could be mentally ill and it takes you six months before you can prohibit it. Like this guy, you know, the, the police saw that he was a problem. They didn't take any guns away. Now, that could have been policing. I think they should have taken them away anyway, whether they had the right or not. Ooh, 
Oh man. <laughs> you know, that's what I, bugs me. Like if the evidence, I agree with him. I want to agree with him because we want to do everything we can to prevent something like this from happening again. But you know, you only have to look down the road a little way to see what happens when you are no longer upholding yeah. people's due process. And if the evidence is so overwhelming, like he's talking about in the case of Nicholas Cruz, there's, there's probably a way we can expedite the process. If you've got overwhelming evidence, overwhelming reason for concern about a person's safety um, regarding themselves or others and reason to confiscate their weapons and block them from buying buying additional ones there should be a way to expedite it so that you can go to a court present that evidence yeah. get a warrant or an order asap and then put it into action as well, long as you're going families used to put them in institutions like, yeah i wonder why his mother was not saying you know he's a, a threat he's abusive he's going to kill people i mean why there weren't more mental evaluations yeah as long as we're going court first, weapon second, I, I can entertain uh, ideas about how to expedite that process. But uh, as we'll see later, and as the famous quote suggests, the president believes the opposite order is what should be the case. Uh, Trump also wants to ban rifle sales to those under 21. Um, <laughs> and then when he asks Manchin and Toomey about whether they put that into their bill, they said, well, that's not part of our bill. And he said, why not? Are you afraid of the NRA? I know, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Now, this is not a popular thing to say in terms of the NRA, but I'm saying it anyway. You can buy a handgun. You can't buy one. And you have to wait till you're 21. But you can buy the kind of weapon used in the school shooting at 18. I'll tell you what, I'm going to give it a lot of consideration, and I'm the one bringing it up. And a lot of people don't even want to bring it up because they're afraid to bring it up. So I was just curious as to what you did in your bill. We, you don't address we didn't, it. We didn't address it, Mr. President. Look, I think you know we, why? Because you're afraid of the NRA, right? No. <laughs> Maybe it's because they think 18 year olds are adults. Like are 18 year olds adults or not? That's, yeah. that's my big question lately. Yeah. I, I mean, I got, I don't know. I think 21, the, the thing about 21 is uh, you can't send people off to war and then tell them to come back to the country. And then they're not allowed to buy the guns that they use to fight in that war. That That's yeah. insane to me. And they're talking about exemptions for that, but uh, like military exemptions. But to me, the point still stands. If you're old enough to make the decision to voluntarily serve in a foreign war. Yep. Why aren't you old enough? Presumably you're old enough to live in your own home and defend it on whatever terms you see fit, provided you aren't otherwise disqualified to own those weapons with which you defend your, your life and your property. So I don't like this, this premise of saying, well, you're a, you're a legal adult in every aspect, but reasonable gun control says you can't defend your home with a rifle or a shotgun yeah, as we'll get yeah. to with the CNN kid. And like I mentioned last podcast, they're going to have a real issue of sexual consent. If we're going to have this discussion. Yeah. Yes. It seems like, you know, kids, kids should vote at 16, but it's insane to give them guns drive, at 21, but, it, but right. It's, yeah. and especially with constitutional rights, mm -hmm. if you are an adult, you all agree, we all agree on a standard of what an adult is. And it's at some level, an arbitrary number, but we all agree. If you're an adult, your constitutional rights need to be fully in play. They, th that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. of, all, of all the rights and privileges that exist, your constitutional rights, your Bill of Rights uh, delivered uh, rights need to be protected and, and, uh, and available to you. Yeah. So the point on the afraid of the NRA, the NRA opposed Manchin and Toomey's bill. They actually downgraded Toomey's rating because of this bill, I don't, I mean, Trump's just playing fast and loose, but the idea that they're afraid they're trying to appease the NRA. In fact, they pissed off the NRA yeah. with their bill. Yeah. Now here we start to see Trump trying to just have everybody get along. So Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota says she supports Manchin and Toomey. She wants to build on it. She says she supports Dianne Feinstein's, Feinstein's assault weapons bill. 
Trump agrees and basically says, oh, why don't you all work together and just put all your put all your pieces into one big bill? And the reason I'm showing this is because it sets up for what I want to talk about with Steve Scalise. He basically is saying, hey, everybody gets along. Just throw all your ideas together. Not you, Steve. I know you got shot, but screw off. Doing something on this background check uh, issue and using that as a base. And then I would like to add some of these other things we've talked about. So it's if you not could just add that to this bill, that would be great, Diane. If really you could add what you have also, and I think you can, into the bill. Yeah, so Joe, are you ready? Can you do that? <laughs> Joe, can you do that, Pat? Okay, and now, now here's... Here's where we see it's not him just appeasing everybody because Steve Scalise of getting shot by crazy Bernie bro man in August or whenever that was fame, the congressional baseball shooting. He says, hey, there's a lot of law abiding uh, permitted or licensed concealed carriers around and they would like point out the irony here of children just being, you know, like witnesses to this school shooting that weren't really that affected. But from it, some of them weren't in the same building. Those are considered like now they can make policy decisions. But he got shot. And yeah. everyone's like, eh, fuck it. He, what does he know? <laughs> and his answer is, I was saved by armed security, and we've yeah. got a lot of responsible people uh, who are licensed to carry firearms. We should, we would like it if they, if you're licensed in one state, like if, when I have my permit here in Montana, his idea is I should be able to carry in Idaho or Wyoming. Yeah. No, I would be yeah. able to because of their laws, but Washington or whatever state, what they, just like your driver's license is honored in another state, your concealed carry permit should be uh, honored in another state. That's his idea. And Trump says, no way, man. We also combined with it a bill uh, that advanced concealed carry reciprocity. In other words, people that have concealed carry permits in one state being able to have that same ability in another state with concealed carry laws. If you're going to put concealed carry between states into this bill, we're talking about a whole new ball game. I'm with you, but let it be a separate bill. And I, you'll yeah, never get this passed. If you add concealed carry to this, you'll never get it passed. He's right about that. But why... <laughs> Granted, it doesn't have that's a huge, huge ask. support necessarily, but I just don't get why he's saying to Diane, fine. Like if you consider both of these kind of extreme positions, some people might like concealed carry reciprocity versus assault weapons ban kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. One saying lots more guns, one saying no more guns. Yeah. He's entirely appeasing one while telling the other it's never going to work. There's at least as much opposition to Dianne Feinstein's bill, if not more, yeah, from the current I mean, Congress. I did kind of expect this from Trump. This is what happens when you get a populist and he tries to appease everybody. And, you know, when the popular opinion is on your side, you're like, that a populist in office, that's a great thing. But then you see him not being guided by his principles, and it's troubling. Well, his principles are who is nice to me that day, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's deeper than that. Um, but, yeah. you know, this was this was far more concerning than the DACA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, quick side piece here. He, he again goes into the movies and video games bit. The video games, the movies, the Internet stuff is so violent. It's so incredible. I see it. I get to see things that you wouldn't be... He'd be amazed at. I have a young, very young son who I, I look at some of the things he's watching and I say, how is that possible? And this is what kids are watching. Yeah, it's possible because you're a dad letting his son watch things. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. That's how it's possible. If you are shocked by the things your son is watching, maybe a little parental oversight would yeah. remedy the situation. I know you're a busy man, but perhaps you can contract it out to a person you trust. Yeah, yeah. I, or your, your stay-at-home wife. Yes, I, uh, 
I mean, that's just that's Trump. I think he's mostly saying nothing there. Am I worried that he's going to ban the video games? Or something? Yeah, but no. he's always mostly but, saying nothing. Yeah, that's probably true. But I just I love that he's talking about his own son saying, <laughs> who could believe what he's watching? <laughs> Maybe yeah. you. Maybe oh, you. And then there was all that coverage of Baron being a future school shooter. So maybe this is apropos. <laughs> God, man. Uh, okay, this is the part that everybody's talking about. The main part you heard in the intro there. Mike Pence is talking about those weapons restraining orders that we were talking about earlier with due process. So the idea, generally, there are different ways to implement this. Uh, but um, as I understand it, if you, if 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 there's a person who is perceived by his family to be a risk to himself or, or others uh, that family could go petition a court and say, listen, he's crazy or something's going on. We need to block him from buying weapons and or seize the weapons he has in his possession. And if there's credible reason or evidence to do that, the court will issue an order and the, mm-hmm. the, the cops will go ahead and seize those weapons and, you know, pending further um, judicial review and all that. There are different ways to craft this, what, but that's what Pence is saying. Let's empower families to, seek a, a seek a, a remedy through the court to get weapons taken away when they should be but let's protect due process and, and while we're doing it and Trump says no way man got to get those guns out of there quickly i like taking the guns first and doing due process later to literally give families and give local law enforcement additional tools if an individual is reported to be a, a potential danger to themselves or others allow due process so no one's rights are trampled but, but the ability to go to court obtain an order and then collect not only the firearms but all, any any weapons in the position or of that might take the firearms first and then go to court because that's another system because a lot of times by the time you go to court it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures uh, i like taking the guns early like in this crazy man's case that just took place in Florida. He had a lot of fires. They saw everything. To go to court would have taken a long time. So you could do exactly what you're saying, but, but, but take the guns hold first. On, hold on. Yeah. 39 times, I, I looked into this, but but the 39 times the police were called to Nicholas Cruz house started seven years prior to the shooting. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they would have to get this done really quickly. It's like you see a kid with these kinds of trouble signs, you you get into it right away. You do it right away. Yeah. I mean, and, and, they had seven years to sort this shit out. And they were like, what do we do with this troubled kid? And you would think there would, there's got to be a way we could craft a system by which there would be objective standards for what is deemed, for how we judge risk to himself or others. Right. And objective standards for how we would judge mental illness. Yep. And we would, presumably, to get that type of order on, an, on a temporary basis, let's say, these are the criteria you need to fill to block weapon sales or, or um, seize weapons for 72 hours, like Pam Bondi said, until we review the situation additionally. There's got to be a way to have that be a yeah, pretty how about quick history process. Yeah, being suicidal or violent threats to others? Yeah, sure. That's a good starting criteria. I mean, it, it, if Both you, of if which you, Nicholas Cruz would have fulfilled. Yeah, it seems to me like you could get pretty quick turnaround on that if you set it up in such a way that says, we're going to do this on a temporary but defined time period basis while we review the case, if there's sufficient evidence to do this. Yeah. And then if, if it's this bunk, dangerous. this is a dangerous yeah. precedent. Cause what, what if the left gets in and then they, yeah. they start cracking down on like alternative media and they're like, Oh, blonde has anxiety. So let's just sure. <laughs> take all of her sure. firearms. I want to, I want to con- <laughs> that bitch is clearly crazy. Yeah. Get her guns. <laughs> all right. I want to hear the rest of what he has to say here. And then I have some more comments along the same theme that you were saying. Go through due process. Second. 
Oh, sorry. That was the end of the clip. So yeah, he says, take the guns first, go through due process second. Now I want to frame this in such a way, because I know not everybody is the biggest gun, gun nut, second amendment person. I want to frame this in just a, a, the, the broader constitutional sense, right? Think about this. We, we grant that the right to bear arms is a, is a second amendment uh, um, given right. It's a constitutional rights in the bill of rights. Maybe you don't care about that right as much as others. But think about this precedent as it would apply to any other right. Oh, Blonde's a crazy person. We're going to shut down her YouTube channel, um, and then we'll go through due process later. But she's saying crazy things. Shut it down. We'll go through due process later. Hey, Matt's a crazy person. Um, We're just going to go search his home, seize some property, maybe seize his computer and stuff. Because he's a crazy person. We'll go through due process later to see if that search and seizure was justified. No, you should not accept that precedent when it's dealing with a fundamental liberty of yours. And like it or not, your right to bear arms is a fundamental liberty in exactly the same way that your right to free speech is or your freedom from unreasonable search and seizure is or anything else. You don't want this precedent just because... and it's not a, it's not Although about the guns. I do just thing. advocate a position of involuntary institutionalization when people's families turn them in. And that does not sound like due process to me. Well, isn't that usually on a temporary basis anyway? Uh, I don't know. It used to be people used to be confined to state hospitals indefinitely. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'd have to see the terms of how all that works. I'm not aware of, of the terms of how that works. But in general, I don't think you should be deprived of liberty without due process. That's kind of a foundational concept of, um, of how we run things around here. The president was pushing back on that. Now, this is another part that people were freaking out about. Trump is closing, emphasizing compromise. And again, he just throws a bone to Diane Feinstein and says, hey, Manchin and Toomey, make sure to get Feinstein's stuff in there. Like he's talking to somebody in hospice, though. Maybe he just feels bad for her. <laughs> she is probably old enough to be Trump's grandma. I mean, think what about is she, that. 85? Like... 85 billion, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so watch him appeasing Diane Feinstein. And again, I was, I was listening to Shapiro talk about this. Just watch the giddiness on Diane Feinstein's face. Like this is the most she's smiled since the year 1924, probably. <laughs> Something like that. If the four of you could work together and come up with some beautiful foundation, add and subtract to it, put it for a vote, let's get it done. That's what we have to do. Mr. President, what do we do about weapons of war easily accessible on our streets? What you're going to have to do is discuss it with everybody. You know, the problem, Diane, is that these aren't where you walk into a store or buy. These are where somebody hands you a gun and you hand them Oh, no, some you money. go into a store and you can buy an, an AR-15. You can. You can buy a Tech 9 I mean, you can buy all these weapons. Well, this is what you're going Light to have triggers, to discuss. Joe, bullets. Joe, and Pat, you're going to have to discuss that. And like how he just talks Diane over it. And everybody else. And you'll come up with something. And I think it, I, I really believe it has to be very strong. I'd rather have you come down on the strong side instead of the weak side. The weak side would be much easier. I'd rather have you come up with a strong, strong bill. Whatever that means. I mean, he's always saying a lot and basically saying nothing. That, that's how he how he do. <laughs> the other part, I'm not I don't know if I'm reading that right, but he says to her, like, this isn't that this isn't a store transaction we're talking about. She says, no, no, no you can you can buy an AR-15 in a store. He goes, oh, you can. It seems like he was unaware of that. And then he says to Manchin and Toomey, like, you guys need to work with her on, on that on your bill. By which to, I read that to mean like he's open to the assault weapons ban stuff she's talking about, basically. Maybe, I, maybe I'm know. misunderstanding it. He's not explicit like, about it. Like he was affirming what she said. Like I didn't get the feeling that he. Yeah. Well, what she's it. saying is you shouldn't be able to buy an AR-15, not at a store, not from a friend, not anywhere. That's what she's saying. 
Uh, no, about buying an AR-15 in stores. I think he wasn't saying like, oh yeah. I think he was like, oh yeah. Okay. I mean, it's hard to tell. It, it there's, it's hard to tell exactly. It seemed like he was just trying to appease her. I don't know after the DACA thing because after that I was so upset. You remember that show we had? I was like, oh, yeah. we're totally fucked demographically. What's the point of even doing this show? <laughs> Why do we do this anymore? Yeah. You know, and then and then it turned out to be a big nothing because he was just kind of doing this leftist circle jerk thing and trolling them a little bit. And now I'm kind of like, maybe I should reserve my judgment to see what actually happens because all things considered. Yeah. Um, the only but um, this is troubling. I mean, at, at a minimum. The only other piece of this story is Trump says he is um, set to meet with video game executives this week. Um, update, video game industry has had no idea. So I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but it seems like he's going to pursue this um, this video game stuff or at least has the intent to. That's a stupid uh, waste of time. I don't know. what, what What's the end game there? I don't know. They're already rated. Um, the, unless your idea is, no, no, we're going to control certain types of content in video games, which I would oppose wholeheartedly. Right. Yeah. I don't, don't like sell them to really. children if you want. Give parents a rating system by which to judge if their children should be playing them or not. But don't don't tell me what video games I can play or not play. I'm not into that. That's not that's not what I voted for. Um, I just want to recap too. Like, let's recap what Trump advocated. So, banning bump stocks through executive action, banning rifles for people buying rifles for people under 21, taking guns from people prior to due process or any court involvement, uh, including whether the police have the right or not, and debatably sympathy to an assault weapons ban, or at least told Toomey and Manchin to look into it. Now, I think all of these are horrible positions on guns, not just uh, from a second amendment perspective, but from that, that uh, de- deprivation of life and liberty without due process angle. Like you shouldn't be playing with constitutional rights prior to due process period. Uh, so that, that, um, that gives me pause. Like I, I'm not a fan of anything the president said in this meeting necessarily, but to they your point were on whether extreme positions, yeah. I mean, to your point on whether it matters, I'm not going to panic, panic until there's a bill in Congress, like yeah. until these things are actually getting traction. They probably won't because uh, you, you still have Paul Ryan, you still have Mitch McConnell. But, um, but the stuff he was talking about, tell me if I'm insane in saying this. I feel like watching that meeting, it might as well have been Hillary Clinton conducting the meeting, like President Hillary Clinton conducting that meeting. I don't think it was meeting. that bad. God. You don't think so? No, I mean... But simply because I know how he likes to to kind of play with leftists. And I'm just not really worried about Dianne Feinstein at this point. I mean, she just doesn't, she's not on my radar as a threat anymore. Um, So I think he might just be playing the game a little bit. I, I'm willing to wait it out because I said a few weeks ago, you know, I've got to stop flipping out after he does this stuff and just wait to see what his, what his, and he keeps pulling through, you know? I guess. And everybody's I, I like, just... he's slipping, he's slipping. I'm like, yeah, maybe. But he also just announced that he's running in 2020 and he has to conserve his base. He knows that. And we voted him in. Why? So that he could deport illegal immigrants, close the borders and protect our Second Amendment rights. He can't violate any of those things or he's not going to win a reelection. Mm, I will not vote yeah, for him I again mean, if the fucking wall does not get built and if he starts doing this backtracking Second Amendment crap. I won't vote for him again. I don't like that I'm in the position of saying don't worry, Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan are going to save us. No, I, I, that's why I voted for President Trump is because I figured he would be a safeguard on things like this. Yeah. And I wouldn't have to worry. Like, that's a position I'd be in if, if Hillary was elected. Don't worry. Congressional opposition will be a force against her. I, I don't like that in this case. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to fall back and think it's fine because it'll never get through Congress. Well, yeah, but that's not why I voted for the president I voted for. Yeah, 
But I also think that maybe he has to compromise and negotiate with them more than we thought. Like they're unwilling to even have a discussion with him unless he takes like 20% of their position. He, he like they won't even enter this. They, they hate his guts. And so I'm yeah. seeing him doing a lot more finagling than I had anticipated. Maybe, maybe it'll end up. Yeah, maybe it'll end up like that classic, um, like the State of the Union did, where he basically said, hey, here's an idea. Let's do all of your ideas. And they sit there and go, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's how this will turn out. Yeah, you know? yeah. Maybe Trump will say, hey, let's ban and confiscate all the guns. Here's a bill. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. Maybe he's that. doing that again. I don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping be. that he keeps pulling through because this is really important. Um, but, you know, it's like he didn't know what he was talking about and like he was willing to make insane concessions. Yes. That's what worries me. But thank God we have the structure that we do. I don't want to have to rely on Congress, but I'm glad that we can. That's all I have to say on the meeting. That's it? <laughs> yeah, that was a long segment, but it was fun to go through it. I hope people enjoyed it or, you know, they're probably watching Morsky's stream and they're watching yeah, people Crowders. get wrecked and destroyed right now anyway. I think Morsky's stream might be over, but Crowder's is for sure. Ah. Uh, Next up, I got the latest annoying the newest or he's not even new but the annoying cnn kid you want to take care of him first or should we hop back into super chat we should do a few super chats um, sure. i'll just do like 10 right now the expert says matt is the only footy of your shred skills three flip crooks don't count unless you've got footy what the <laughs> what the fuck are you people saying he's talking about skateboarding um i don't no, even know which I, of those were verbs and which of those were adjectives no and I, I never got to the as i said i never did a 360 flip i never did uh did crooked grinds either um, I, you know, I, I had mediocre skateboarding skills, 50 fifties, board slides. I got up into the five O's backside and front side. So that was all right. Those five O's. Yeah, man. <laughs> but I was never a crook guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is riveting. Um, Gabriel Lopez said Trump faggoted a little. Yeah, he did. He really, he, did. he can, he can be that this week. Yeah. Mafia Gudio says, I understand what Trump was saying, but he's completely wrong. Due process comes before anything else. We need to make sure he doesn't take away our gas assisted receiver firearms. Love the show and listen every week. Thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, Cody Barrett. Yeah, hopefully sense is restored. Barrett. Why did I say it like that? Has raising the price of Super Chats been effective in limiting the number you have to read or not? <laughs> I propose you jack the price to 50 to see who really loves you. Have a great night. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah, it has uh, helped a little bit. We haven't done the data crunch. I'm just guessing that it's helped a little i don't know we were know. we were creeping to three hours like there yeah. were a few episodes and that's when we were like all right we gotta get this under control yeah uh constitution cat best youtube show on the platform way better than the three-hour lecture kimmy kimmel is shitting out at the oscars i bet he he is i haven't checked up keep yeah. up the good work thank and you. thanks for the mugs and thank enjoy you. your mugs yeah. yeah mr gj fly high what are your thoughts on trump saying violent video games are bad in which anita sarkeesian supported his view and oof, i don't like that and Trump said he wanted to meet with video game companies to discuss violence in video games. Well, didn't didn't Sarkeesian speak out against Trump? Wasn't the, I didn't see it in full, but I thought that was the irony is now now Anita Sarkeesian is here to save video games, basically. I don't know. That, don't that's know. the power that Trump has. I'm I might torn be mischaracterizing because it. there's really no data to support that violence in video games is manifesting itself in violence in youth. At the same time, um, there there's something to be said about negative imagery like the onslaught of negative imagery because of the the internet affecting children. I yeah. mean, it's got it's got to have some negative effect. This negative effect I don't, I don't really think so, but And I I just put that squarely in the oversight domain of parents, not of the state. Exactly. I am like, with I'm you sorry there. if you're if you're a parent who can't control the viewing material, the entertainment of your child, not the state's responsibility. Right. Sorry. You just need to be a better parent. 
We yeah. need to be better parents. And that includes you, Donald Trump, it sounds honestly, like. I know everybody's not technologically literate, but if you just spend a little bit of time, and I know you can't watch your child all of the time, oftentimes, right. unfortunately, like Netflix or the iPad or the video games are the babysitter functionally. But every device I'm aware of, and I'm not even a parent, but I see them on there, every device I'm aware of has parental controls installed on yeah. it. You can say, you can yeah. check the boxes of what is acceptable to play or not, and you can password protect that. Or just don't allow your kids access to any technology until they're an appropriate age. You can yeah, definitely you can do, do that, that too. Everyone acts like that's an impossibility. Why? Why? Got to keep your, your daughters off Snapchat. Needs man. an iPad. Needs an iPad. Really? <laughs> uh, Frank Underwood. Trump gets uh, emotional when it gets to dead kids. Just remember the Syrian mustard gas attack last year. He will, however, listen to his base if forced to. Yeah, I don't know that I see him getting emotional. I, th- I see him getting defensive. Mm, maybe. Um, but maybe he's getting emotional too. I don't know. Silly King 1991. Just wanted to say, Matt, I absolutely love your sense of humor. You have the exact perfect mix of sass and sarcasm without it being too subtle. That is so nice of you to say because Matt is just. I agree <laughs> with that. Thank you. <laughs> Not very funny. Not very funny. Oh, uh, I'm just joking. I'm hilarious. I'm hilarious. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, JM says, today they will make out assault weapons are different to get them banned. Tomorrow the difference will be forgotten and they'll only use their ban to get other guns banned. Yeah, that's how this works. This is how this happened in Australia. It's this creeping, this slow creep. Radica says, this is the one issue other than the wall the guarantees uh, that guarantees his loss. Also, if you want to see how easy it is to bump fire, see military arms channel, see 39B2 AK video. Yeah, you can you can do it with a belt loop or oh, really? other. Th- that's the thing is as soon as this is banned, there's going to be somebody else who creates something that gets around the specifics of the law to get the same function. Uh, yeah, that's nobody's explained to me the sawed off shotgun loophole. Like, how are you going to deal with that? Wait, what? This dealing with a sawed off shotgun like that. Can, you can do way more damage with that than an AR. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, they're not they're not legal, but yeah, you can do it. Yeah. yeah I mean, you can do it, though. Yeah, I, that's, that's oh, you thing. mean you mean the. Well, surely no one would ever do it if there's a law written about it. I know. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Collins. Did I just read this one? No. Oh, stop the faggotry. Blonde, I assume you mean Fuhrer. It says further. And I once made love in the Reichstag. I blitzkrieged her U-boat with my Ponder Shrek until I heated her oven. You You are fake news. Very fake news. That did not happen. That never happened. Um, How many of those words did I butcher? Let me know. Live chat. (laughs) Ponder Shrek, eh? Uh, Rainier Chen, Nancy Pelosi's dentures should be banned if we're worried about stuff that can tear through the human body. <laughs> Plus, what if Trump mandated leftism to be classified a dangerous mental disorder next? It's starting to make sense. Hmm. Well, I, I got to go back to thinking about the principle here, guys. I don't like the principle of having political viewpoint tests for mental insanity because once the people we don't like are in power, that's me making fun of myself as the thoughtful <laughs> centrist. No, it's true. Yeah. Uh, let's just do two more right now. Uh, Redica says the issue I have with everything Trump said on guns is that I would not give the power to my opposition. The reason the NRA is the scariest lobby lobbyist group is because they are five million strong with guns. He also said, "I just have to say, Death Wish looks like a damn good movie. If you need good guys with a gun proof, watch any active self protection video." Uh, thank you for that. I Let haven't me seen it. One more surprise, surprise. Uh, trendy fool. Hey, Matt and Blonde. Glad to support y'all. This is top quality entertainment. I'm surprised more people aren't bugging over the retarded crap Trump is saying. I feel like people are freaking out. Uh, this was the yeah, last I've seen a lot of criticism, which is good. I, I had people coming back at me on Twitter saying, if Obama would, had said this, you'd be freaking out. And it's like, first off, I don't know who you're talking about. I voted for Obama twice. How many times do I got to say it? Second off, I think this would be bad. 
At, at my current worldview now, I think this would be bad if Obama said it. I think it would be bad if Trump said it. I think it would be bad if Hillary said it. I don't understand why they call you hypocrites as though like you could change that message to a different person. I'd be like, yes, this is very sensible. Everything yeah. you're saying is totally reasonable. I like it. No. I mean, this, this this trendy fool person sounds a lot like me after the DACA meeting. I, I remember going yeah, on yeah. that show and be like, I'm fucking done. I'm done with Trump. I'm done with Trump. But then he, he pulls through, you know, like I just feel like I might be in a situation next time where they run Oprah and I'm like, great. Now I have to vote for him again if we don't want our culture to destroy. <laughs> it seems like that's how it's always going to be. I mean, um, that when I when I first saw the assault weapons ban, that was my reaction. Oh, so this is how the Democrats are going to lose to Trump in 2020. I was wondering what they would do to somehow miraculously yeah. lose to this man. It's this. There it is. They're going to nominate somebody who's going to force your hand like that, even if you're disappointed in Trump. And presumably probably the same for me. Although, hey, libertarians, available anytime, just don't put up Gary Johnson for the oh, love of God. Trendy fool in the live chat just said, I feel you blonde. I'm kind of black pilled and I think we're fucked either way. I hear you, bro. <laughs> I hear you. I understand. I understand. But I'm just trying not to freak out and just to just to wait it out and see what happens. Maybe he'll pull through for us. Well, I got something to cheer you up. No, you don't. Uh, if you're it's ready to move on. No, that's true. I don't. Of, of um, because just when I thought I had seen enough of these kids, they went on Bill Maher. And I, I'm not going to, I haven't even watched it yet. As I said, we broke it down on the show. I haven't watched Bill Maher's show as a former appreciator of his. Haven't been able to watch it. It was his groveling apology about saying the N word, wasn't it? He made, he said the N word in a joke last summer and then he got ripped apart for it. So he invited, um, Michael Eric Dyson to berate him while he just sat there. That's right. And Simone Sanders, that insane <laughs> Bernie lady, and Ice Cube. Was it Ice T or Ice Cube? I get my ice guys Are mixed up. Are those two different people? Yeah, they're different, huh. I think. <laughs> but anyway, they, they rip him on his show for like an hour, and the whole time he's like, you guys are entirely right. I'm a terrible person. I, I disavow myself. I'm so ashamed. Whatever. And I have not been able to watch him since, but I did see David Hogg and Cameron Caskey went on the show, and I thought, oh, man, am I going to watch this interview? I haven't yet, but maybe I will. I suspect it's more of the same, uh, you know, ambiguous calls for policy change and the same calling people child murderers. Long, the reason I'm going on this long-winded story here is because those kids, David Hogg, Emma Gonzalez, Cameron Caskey. They've been everywhere to the point that I know their first and last names and I know their faces. Yeah. There's another kid on CNN, one that I had not seen before. Alfonso Calderon, who appeared uh, with Wolf Blitzer and had, as I said, as we said at the top of the show, I think he stole some of Cameron's lines or David Hogg's lines. Yeah, really. But he also had some new bizarre things to add things that, you know, Wolf Blitzer is, is <laughs> I'm not saying Wolf has to call him out on this bullshit, but Wolf presents this as though it's sensible thought um, when it's anything. Oh, I but. see. Ah. Yeah. Sorry. Did I mix up my ice guys? No, I was asking in the live chat who is married to the chick named Coco with the giant ass. It's mm. ice tea, but okay. ice cube was the one that was on Bill Maher. Yeah, okay. Thanks, live chat. <laughs> so here's Alfonso Calderon on Wolf's show. Let me get your reaction to what's happened with Dick's Sporting Goods, a major retailer business uh, that uh, actually sold the Florida shooter a shotgun last year uh, at the age of only 18. They say they will stop selling AR-15 style rifles. You're going to have to be 21 from now on to purchase uh, any kind of weapon there. What's your reaction? I know I just talked about some very depressing issues, but I want to say 
That is the most uplifting news I have heard in a while. I'm glad that Dick Sporting Goods supports common sense gun laws, such as an 18-year-old should not be able to buy a shotgun or an AR-15. That's just not sensible. And I'm glad that companies, what, what which are, are saying, what will stop the you want to stop there it's common sense it's not sensible it's just not it's not sensible. sensible this pizza face goon i don't care what you have to say oh geez that, oh geez guys that was mean oh what are you the parkland high school bully <laughs> i wish God. nra from doing what they're doing and basically killing kids the companies are going to be the ones that are going to stop this and i'm calling out every single company right now who is not in favor of cutting their ties with the nra the nra has shown themselves to be toxic vile and to not support the right to let to live which is in the oh, preamble of the constitution i want them to remember they always talk about the second amendment but that preamble is before it because of its importance and its necessity for America to be the way it is. Alfonso Calderon is a junior at the Stoneman Douglas High School. Today was the first day back at school. Alfonso will continue these conversations down the road. Good luck to you. Okay. <laughs> Why? Why does anybody care what this kid has to say? Did he did he see a bunch of people get murdered? Like what what happened here? What, what was in, in what capacity was he a victim of this shooting? That's what I want to know. Not that, that even matters. That doesn't give you more credibility. Right. Or give I you need reason to his arguments. <laughs> like when he's yeah. when he says that an eighteen year old should not be able to buy a shotgun or rifle. That's just that's just not sensible. Not okay. So what's your argument for twenty one? Is your argument that's sensible? Okay. Because it just seems like you're the sensibility king. Whatever you check the box as sensible or not is going to be what goes. That's not. We we t discussed it before. Is an eighteen year old an adult or not? Yeah. Just answer that question for me. If you're an adult, you should have your constitutional rights fully in play. If 21-year-old is an adult, that's fine. We'll go with that. Uh, th these kids clearly want fame. I mean, mm. I, I, we, we've gone to the point in this, in this whole event where we can see who is in it for the right reasons. And I can tell you this kid and the other three clearly aren't. Can we, we criticize get, them openly yeah. yet? Is it okay now? Is it okay He's yet? like the, he's the B-list Cameron Kasky. He's the, he's the low budget or the discount Cameron Kasky, basically. Jeez. We couldn't, couldn't book Cameron. He was on real time. So we got Alfonso called around. Uh, I'm in, I'm calling out every company who is not in favor of cutting ties, cutting their ties with the NRA, by which again, you mean bullying companies into not offering discounts to NRA members. Nope. None of these companies are financing the NRA, mm -hmm. just discounts for people. It doesn't matter. It doesn't do anything. The NRA is toxic, vile, um, and doesn't support the right to live. They basically kill kids. That's what he said. Okay. I would like to see the child body count. Um, and uh, you had mentioned it. I don't know what his uh, position is on Planned Parenthood as somebody who struggles with my own position on uh, yeah. the, the abortion issue. But if your big what issue is killing right kids. Life? I've only heard people say that with regards to abortion. It's like, if you want to have this discussion, then we need to talk about abortion too. That's different. There's just a clump of cells. It's just a clump of cells until it comes out of the body. I don't want to put words in his mouth. I don't want to assume what he believes or does not believe. But it is interesting to me that these right to lifers um, often abandon the right to life stance in other scenarios. And again, I'm not, I I will forever struggle with trying to figure out where I stand on the abortion issue. Man, it is a it is a great clash of moral, like morality and liber liberty values that it's, I. That it's I, really not. It's it's wrong, and you shouldn't do it unless you absolutely have to. We, uh, 
I never did release that footage of me talking to that that shout your portion chicken cleaver. Maybe I maybe it is on my computer somewhere. That's where I kind of realized, like, all right, I've always thought you should probably have this right, but you're out here telling me to like celebrate it as cool that you killed your yeah. Kid. For people that don't know, at the RNC, Matt went up to this woman holding a sign about abortions. He's like, "Do you think women should be proud of their abortions?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, of course." Of course. <laughs> shout it! Shout it! We, yeah, we were shout like, it loud "What?" And proud. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, so but the, the the thing he says too is the the right to live is in the Constitution's preamble, therefore more important than the Second Amendment. Um, the the preamble of the Constitution does not articulate a right to live. In fact, the words "life" or "live" do not appear in the text. I suspect he means the preamble to the Declaration of Independence, which talks about uh, life, liberty, and happiness. That's not the de- that's not the preamble of the Constitution, nor is it legally binding. That's also um, not a right to life, not stating a right to life. Yes, there's no declaration of rights uh, or powers yeah. for the federal government or restrictions on the federal government in the preamble of the Constitution. He's just factually incorrect there. Not even a matter of opinion, just factually untrue. But but let's say that that was the case. Let's say that the preamble of the con- the preamble of the, the the Declaration of Independence was the preamble to the Constitution. Why do you think the framers put the Second Amendment in the Bill of Rights? Presumably it was pursuant to protecting those rights to life, liberty, exactly. and property or happiness. Right. Do you think that they could, like, what's the purpose of the Second Amendment? Protecting your ability to protect your own life, liberty, and property. That's the philosophical basis for the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment's basis is not, hey, make sure we get that right in there so people can kill as many kids as, as they want. <laughs> exactly. I want that in there before John Hancock's going to sign this or whatever. Well, you see this a lot with people that are just aren't very self-assured. They feel like they can't take care of themselves because, you know, like this kid and David Hogg, they're, you know, they're they're not very smart. They're weak. Um, and, and that's what you see from leftists. They're like, well, somebody else has to take care of me because Lord knows I can't take care of myself yeah. because I'm so stupid and feeble. Well, and by the way, kid, you want a demonstration in the fact that you can't rely on the state to protect your safety at all times? <laughs> How about the shooting? <laughs> How about Pretty that? good one. I hate to... Rip on your situation. Again, I can't emphasize how sympathetic I am with these people and how much I hope that nobody in my life, you know, myself, my family, anybody. You don't need I to qualify any of this shit. It's fine. I hope that's all understood. And I tell our audience it is. But that's exactly the purpose of the Second Amendment, man. I want you, Alf- Alfonso, to be able to defend yourself in such a situation. I want anybody around you to be able to defend themselves from that sort of thing because you can't rely on Scott Israel, mm-hmm. as we've seen. Yeah. You, you can't. And that's the purpose of the Second Not Amendment. Not just because of their incompetence, but because of their glaring bias, too. Yeah. If anything, people should look at this and be like, well, I'm going to have to learn how to grow into a man and take care of myself and my family. That, that's yeah. what these kids should be doing. But instead, they're like, oh, how can I blame society for every problem that has befallen me? That's been the big takeaway for me. And I'm obviously, I'm not someone who has a family, per se, to protect. Like, I don't have a wife and kids at home. But when I saw this incident, it's like... Okay, this is a demonstration that when that's in play, sure, I'll call the cops if things go bad. But if things get real bad in a real, you know, really short notice, ain't nobody around to protect them but me. So you better be prepared and you better be proficient. Yep. Otherwise, you're going to be at the mercy of some crazy person who has you outgunned. So and don't come for Bash because Skag will blow your head off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's well protected. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, I can hear him outside the door grunting <laughs> right now. He's all he's all sad and lonely. Oh, sorry, he's not getting in here. I got a show to do. He's sad and lonely because you don't cuddle him. That's true, but I do pet him, and he gets brushed. He's due for a shampooing. I got to give him a little bath. 
depressing. Let's get through this um, Portland State meeting before we take another break. But um, I loved this clip. I mean, it's it's kind of cliche at this point, but I still love watching these I know, clips. They're so fun. I can't believe it's still happening. It's like yeah. every time I see a fat feminist, I'm like, you still exist? Like, I thought we totally bred <laughs> yeah. out your species, but here you are. Uh, so this happens at Portland State, uh, Portland State University. And uh, there was a panel speaking on diversity, and this included James Damore of Google Memo fame. You had Heather Hying, who um, it was a biology professor or is a biology professor, formerly of Evergreen. You recall she is also uh, Brett Weinstein's wife. So they have they left uh, Evergreen after their settlement. And you have uh, PSU Portland State philosophy professor Peter Bogosian. I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly. Sorry, Peter. And then there was uh, Ario Magazine writer and editor Helen Pluckrose, and they're all discussing. James Damore's memo and diversity and, you know, all these issues that we're kind of familiar with. Early on, Heather Hying starts discussing the differences between men and women that James Damore also discussed in his memo, uh, which prompted really some... basic stuff, too. Like, just basic. Yes. Stuff about height and weight and muscle density. It's... Well, and then we got... um. And we got an interruption from people who do their best to try to disprove the things she's saying by being um, unidentified by, by, by having unidentifiable genders. How about that? Oh, they, they're the best case for their own case, although it's not the best case in the world. Anyway, here's here's how this went down. What can we take from from what Helen said to help us make sense of James's memo? James argues accurately that there are differences between men and women. This is a strange position to be in, to be arguing for something that is so universally and widely accepted within biology. Let's look at differences between men and women that are explicitly anatomical and physiological. Are men taller than women on average? Does anyone take offense at that fact? You could be irritated by it. You could be irritated yeah. by the fact that women have to be the ones to gestate and lactate. You could be irritated by a lot of right truths. Right on, bitch. But taking offense, is a is a response that what is was that? rejection Can we watch of that again? Reality. Was that a dude? You, oh, you mean the the yeah, blue-haired one? I think was a dude. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, if ever there was a person who's hard to um, hard to categorize in terms of gender, that would be the case. Biology. Let's look at differences between men and women that are explicitly anatomical and physiological. Are men taller than women on average? Does anyone take offense at that fact? You could be irritated by it. You could be irritated by the fact that women have to be the ones to gestate and lactate. You could be irritated by a lot of truths, but taking offense. All right, there's a freeze frame. Okay, uh, what do you think? I need to see the face. Like generally when you get a- Oh, I see some titties. That looks like a biological woman. It's a chick, all right. We might get a close-up later. So they start to walk out. They actually rip out sound equipment on the way out. One of these people is a, is a response that is rejection of reality. Men and women are different on height. They're different on muscle mass. They're different on where fat is deposited on our bodies, right? Our brains are also different. There are some binaries. Security! This is this is what happens. Oh, did they shut off the volume? Can you hear? Can can everybody hear? Really? He's a piece of shit. That's not okay. Even the women in there have been brainwashed. Should not listen to. Okay, there's a good close-up. Oh, that's a dude. That's a uh, dude you... on estrogen. Oh, is that why? Yes. 
Is that how that rack came to be? Yeah, look at that that's that a, chin jaw situation. Yeah, that's a pretty manly look. It could be a woman that's transitioning to a man too. I don't. I officially don't understand the world <laughs> that I reside in. Right? I based on the face, my vote would be dude. Let me let me know live chat. They, it looks like they're saying girl. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Okay. It should not be tolerated in civil society. Nazis are not Ew. welcome in civil society. And then they leave. That's a pretty tall person, too. Dude, let let me be crystal clear. People do not have the right to tell you what you can and cannot listen to. This is a university. If we cannot have this conversation here, we can't have it anywhere. That sort of behavior is unacceptable in civilized societies. And if that person is a student, they should be given a warning. And if they do it again, they should be expelled from the university. Yeah. And that was a PSU professor, Peter Bogosian. Oh, that's so great. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about a little bit of bag kids? God. Intel. So th- as it said in the caption there, one of them, it was the blue or the purple hair chick who said, that guy's a piece of shit and they're all brainwashed. She's the one who actually ripped out um, cables. She yanked cables from the sound system, which, uh, and apparently they shoved equipment to the ground as well. She's a non-student. She's not a student at PSU. She was cited for criminal mischief. I so. go from zero to execution so fast <laughs> in my mind in these situations. It's like, yeah. I couldn't, this is why women can't be in charge because in Blonde Fuhrer's world, I'd be like, all right, we're just going to, I'll take you back out behind yeah, the school and shoot you. <laughs> you'd give her the old Cersei treatment. I sure. really would. I just, I'm, I'm filled with so much hatred and disdain for these people that still hold on to these belief <laughs> systems that are so retarded. Well, but then it's happening at universities and then these little mongrels, these weird genderless freak shows, they are products of the university system. So well, they, she's they deserve not, what well, they get. The, the one who got the citation is not, well, at least not currently a student. I'm sure she's... some shitty Oregon college indoctrinated her too. And her hey, single mom. Don't... You know who's the product of an Oregon college education? Your guy right here. Yeah, and you frustrate me on a daily basis with your <laughs> relentless fairness. It also was not a state institution, though. But anyway. <laughs> there it is. Um, so <laughs> what I love about the purple hair chick, too. Imagine being as brainwashed as she is. And projecting that onto other other people in that way. They're all, all the women are brainwashed in there. Like you're the one with the most rigid worldview possible. I didn't listen to the full event, but there's really not that much. I listened to like, I don't know, 75% of it today because it was pretty long. It was almost two hours. And all she really said, she really just talks about basic differences. You know, like what you saw there that it doesn't go much beyond that. She doesn't really talk that much about personality characteristics or agreeableness. She's just talking about obvious physical characteristics right. we can see with our own eyes if we're willing right. to accept our reality around us, which apparently we're not. It, the logical extent of their reasoning, if you don't grant her premises about height of men, muscle tone, uh, all, you know, higher, higher um, body fat for women, all the, all the obvious observable distinctions, presumably like gender segregated sports shouldn't be a thing. Um, presumably, well, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just don't know how far that goes. Like, you, do you deny that men are stronger on average than women? Presumably they would, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, ha- get a thousand women and a thousand men and tell them to do bench press. Or then... just review all of the military data from women trying out for the army. Sure. Or trying or to train for the army. In the... Just get a group of your friends and be like, hey, you guys try to lift this heavy thing, then you guys try to or do it. Or any women try to do any number of pull-ups. 
it's <laughs> it's amazing to to uh, Heather Hyang's point. It is amazing that we have to have these types of discussions. It's it's incredible to me that we're still here. Like, <laughs> we were doing this two nearly two years ago, and so some of our earliest podcasts. I mean, it's the current year. Truly, Puff was still... what a year and a half ago. It was uh, spring 2016, yeah. So we're almost two years to Triglypuff, yeah. And here we are, (laughs) doing the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, next up I got the, uh, unless you have more to say on this, I have the uh, chocolate diversity milk with the Illinois governor. Or should we take a break? Uh, We probably should take a break. But all of these stories lead back to women not being allowed to vote. That's that's really (laughs) Um, who, do you remember who the last one? Oh, yeah. Trendy Fool was the last one. Oh. I can't wait till someone comes after me on Twitter for that. Hey, tweeter, I disavow. I disavow. Yeah, and by how... the way, everybody stop going Stop going after Matt for stuff that I say. Come after after me. You can yeah. find me on Gab or email me or there are like a million ways to reach. Just stop coming after Matt. It's so stupid. For the record, I think women should be able to vote. Do you though? <laughs> do you? I do. I do. I do. What do you if wanna, you could you know, know with like a, a really high degree of certainty that if that we weren't allowed to vote, that everything would get much better? Uh, well, this is this. That's a good. Um, that's a good. That is a good way to characterize, I think, a lot of our philosophical disagreement in a microcosm, because what you're talking about is, do you care more about process or outcome? And I'm much more of a process guy. And I think you're much more of a, an outcome. Yeah, person. that's why I'm going to win and you're going to lose. <laughs> But I'll lose with dignity and oh, honor. Oh, that's just lovely. Yeah, you and yeah. Jordan Peterson can yeah. have a nice cup of coffee as society falls. Yeah. Um, Coleman Gogran, Goran, Goran. There can be no negotiation without our rights. Trump has made a huge mistake, even if he is backtracking like the NRA says. This disrespect yeah. for our rights has completely shaken my support and for it, Trump. Yeah, I hear you, Brian. And he is right. I should acknowledge. I, I meant to acknowledge that. I ran out of time before the show and didn't get to read up on it. But apparently the NRA chief lobbyist guy, I forget what his name is, Chris whatever, uh, he's spoken with Trump and says like, ah, eh, look, he's he, he's basically walking it back. Uh, so there is, there is some reason to believe that Trump's rethinking some of this. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that those are the claims. So thank you for acknowledging that. Um, Alex Martin started watching the stream late and find blonde is trapped in a library. Love your show. Keep it up. Oh yeah. We forgot to, yeah, you've had to change settings or scene. I have, there's only, there's only this one library room that I can film in uh, today and next Sunday, but other, after that, I'll be back to my normal filming situation. Um, let's see. Two way says, so is it now bonkers blonde fear? I can see some great fan art or art opportunities here. I'm not so bonkers. Hmm. Um, Bob Smith, uh, put her no, in a straight jacket. No. Yeah. So we can ban our YouTube channel. We we'll go through due process later. We did art where I was in a straight jacket with uh, Jack Dorsey. Hmm. I like that one. That was yeah. Good that was art. a good one. Joseph Kulisics, Trump is doing the same thing as with DACA, a kind of reverse triangulation. He floods the non-committal middle and drives everyone out to the extremes. Hmm. Almost always works to expose and isolate the left. Wow. If he is actually doing that, I'm going to be really impressed. That is a a pretty good strategy. That's exactly what's happening. We'll see. I, I, I won't, I mean, I won't go into full. We consistently underestimate his intelligence, even us. Uh, so, so maybe, I mean, I, I'm going to well, hold out hope. He, really he does bizarre out. things, but I don't think you get to be in the position that he is. If you're a complete idiot, that's, I, I, I can't agree with people who actually think that he's like a mentally deficient idiot. Yeah. You can't rise to the position that he's in. Uh, Kane Lengod, uh, how about for the first time, buyers must go to a state provided physiologist to assess your mental facility. Uh, I, I assume you meant psychi- psychiatrist. 
to assess uh, your mental faculties. I don't I don't like that in the in this context simply because I don't like that test for the exercise of any constitutional right. Yeah. Uh, it's that's not uh, that's not the way these rights work. It's not proved that you are eligible to exercise them. It's no, no, yeah, no. But that, you by, will not deprive. that basis, then we couldn't uh, we couldn't avoid giving these rights to schizophrenic people, and we already bar them from gun ownership. Yeah, what I I guess if I'm understanding correctly, what I'm saying is I don't like the concept here is these are rights that shall not be infringed upon without due process of law. The concept is not you shall apply to the state and the state will then oh, give them to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These rights preexist the state. That's the point. And that's why I don't really like that arrangement, even though, yeah, I'm all in favor of making sure like genuinely people who are mentally ill in a way that endangers themselves or others. I am in favor of, of, of keeping firearms out of out of those people's hands. But not in a way that makes your average citizen apply to the state and say, no, 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 I'm one of the good ones. Yeah. Let me exercise my rights. That's not the way rights work. Yep. Uh, Liberative said Feinstein lost the Cali Democratic Caucus because she wasn't progressive enough. Let that sink in. Yeah. They're so far off the left deep end that even she isn't pure enough. Yeah, this was what happens um, when you have a large number of immigrants that are a designated voting block for the left. I mean, she's lost her power people that she got into this country have usurped her own position. It's kind of poetic. Um, but, but this is what happens. Uh, let's see. Let me skip this one. Chicago conservative. Would you rather have Maxine Waters or Bernie Sanders? Is oh. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. At least I wouldn't have to deal with the, Oh, nope. I would with him. I don't know. I don't know. You filthy, you? swampy globalist cuck. That was the other side. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Travis Valle, you should sell beauty in the beta hijabs in the merch store now. <laughs> with free emergency backup. I'm not even Muslim, yeah, but yeah. I'll buy one of blonde models. It fuck no, never. Trying to get my money's worth in super chat. Matt drinks bud. Matt does not drink. No, bud. I don't because of the Amy Schumer, Seth Rogen wage gap ads and marriage equality ads. I drink Coors Lane. Mr. DJ um, I feel like I gypped Chicago conservative by not taking a stance on Maxine versus Bernie. Yeah, maybe you should answer that. Uh, I, I mean... Maxine Waters is an insane person. So yeah, Bernie's also def- insane, but not on her level. Not is on her level. Really? He's also I mean, a huge pussy. He just let the Democratic Party walk all over him and never said anything about it to this that's day. That's true. Maxine doesn't take as much bullshit as she Bernie doesn't. Does. She doesn't take no maybe shit from anybody. Maybe you're right. All right, whatever. Her wig talks back. We'll do. We'll do. Fine. Maxine, it is. You talk. Maxine Waters. I guess. I guess we're going Maxine. Yeah. I mean, they're both really old too. I, I don't even know who's older. That's true. We should pick the older one because that one's more likely to die soon. Yeah, but you don't know who's going to be their, <laughs> their their VP. Let's presume. Yeah, maybe maybe they, maybe they're a ticket. Maybe they go together. Then it doesn't matter. What a terrible question, Scott. Making me think about all these horrible alternate realities. Keep going, Mr. DJ Fly High. Would the bump stock ban cement the Trump presidency because the DNC always wanted the bump stock ban? I'm not. Repeat it one more time. I'm not sure. I entirely Would understand. the bump stock ban cement the the trump presidency because the dnc always wanted the bump stock ban cement as in secure yes that seems to be what he's saying but that doesn't make sense i don't know i well politically i don't think the bump stock ban gets him it doesn't get him anybody it's not going to get him credit on the left and it's not going to get him any fans on the right it's just it's just a thing he can say like look i met you guys in the middle on this it's just a box to check that's really inconsequential um, Christopher, hey, have you all heard of the rumors that Dwayne Johnson might run in 2020? Not even Harpo would beat him. Yeah, I have heard that. We'll see, though. Trump versus The Rock. Yeah, that would be great. What is America? We're going to be like <sighs> Trump versus... What if that happened? What if it's Trump versus Oprah? 
It could happen. I'd yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd I watch. I sort of feel like maybe she's the only person that could beat him. I think she probably would. I, I think she would, to be honest. If I had to bet, I'd bet on Oprah in that in that matchup. Oh God. She she'd have so much. She'd benefit not only from anti-Trump enthusiasm, but she would also she would create enthusiasm of her own. There are plenty of people who like, there are plenty of people who want to vote against Trump for hatred of Trump, but there are plenty of people who would want to vote for Oprah just for Oprah too. And of course it would be all billionaire. That's right. It'd be all the intersectional crap. First woman president. And she's also black. Man. Well, we got to gain more ground before that happens. Hmm. Um, Johnny Hellcat says, what does the NRA even do? Because it sounds like they started remeeting with ritualistic slaughter, which I think I'm going to need some proof of that. Yeah. It sounds like it, right? Uh, Let's just do two more right now. Mr. DJ fly high thoughts on Rose McCowan's off the wall appearance on big think. I think she looks like she's dying faster than Steve Shives marriage. Uh, (laughs) That's that's still around. Steve Shives marriage is in great shape. He, 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 um, well, it is in great shape. If you, um, if you surrender to your wife on every single point possible. Yeah. Including sexually, I'm sure. Yeah. Sure, it's great. Uh, no, but I haven't seen it. I last saw Rose with her crazy encounter with that transgender activist, but I've not seen. The, she got on Big Think. You say I'm familiar yeah, with the and YouTube it channel. Like, it was like she was in some kind of drug-induced psychosis. Hmm. She wasn't check this out then. totally nonsensically, but it was like this weird stream of consciousness where every phrase she would put out was like only loosely related to the previous and successive one. Was it about Me Too stuff or what was she talking about? It was like about Me Too and guns and she's wearing like a crazy beanie and she's talking to my, I'm pretty sure she's on cocaine. Well, that's, that's how she appeared on Stephen Colbert's show too. She went on this nonsensical rant about how India, she went to India and everyone was wearing colorful clothes. And when she came back here, they were wearing duller clothes. And that's how she knows that India is doing it right, man. And we're wasting our lives here we got to figure out what we're doing i think that like what happened to her is she banged weinstein to get some roles she never really made it in hollywood and now she realizes that she's in her mid-40s she doesn't have any kids she doesn't have any sexual market value left and she's really depressed and spiraling out of control yeah she's got the disease for sure whatever blonde's disease is not that you have it but the disease no bumped my stuff no no it's totally true the disease you diagnose yeah yeah women that don't have children they just they just lose their fucking minds. They, they go crazy. Like I'm 30 right now and I'm like waiting until the summer to have a baby because my fiance is deployed. And, and I cannot even tell you the panic that exists inside a 30 year old woman that is childless. Yeah. So a 45 year old woman that knows that her time has passed, like she must've just lost her shit totally. Well, how personal can I get on this? Like, Pretty personal do you, real. do you mind me sharing? Like you've had like nightmare experiences yeah. about conception difficulty yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Like I, I have dreamed because I'm, I'm planning on getting pregnant this summer. And so these last yeah. uh, few weeks I've been like waking up in a cold sweat dreams that I, I can't get pregnant and, and my fiance leaves me and it's, it's been really, really bad. So I can't yeah. imagine that a woman in her mid forties that like knows that this is just not an option in her life that, that no man is going to really want her. Like I just can't, I can't get in that headspace, the desperation of that headspace when I feel like that, even though, you know, my life is ahead of me. So it's other, it's, other it's anecdotal bad. evidence for your, for the diagnosis of your disease, Kathy Griffin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. She totally. from blonde's disease. Very, just, just uh, everybody severely. like look at, at Hollywood actresses that, that don't have kids. They lose their, I think Ashley Judd might not have kids too. I think that, yeah, that's, that sounds like real news to me, not fake news. I don't know. We're speculating. But. Might, might be afflicted. Uh, okay, let me do one last one. Irish Nat, and then I'll come back for the others. Uh, a buddy of mine mentioned that Obama-era policies fighting the school-to-prison pipeline allowed the Texas shooter to pass his background check and obtain his weapon. What? So, Social well, issues need to focus. 
to recap this real quick, the idea here, and a lot of people have been talking about this more than, than I have. As I understand it, there was some sort of initiative in Parkland, Florida, modeled after a Chicago system that basically told the school to look the other way on criminal issues within their school. Say, like, look, if the kids do like bad things, just deal with it in-house. That way we're not um, putting them into the prison system and, and creating this school-to-prison pipeline that he's talking about. The other side of that is if you don't convict kids or, or these high schoolers who are I mean, I don't know. They're close to adult age. If you don't actually get them convictions for crimes, those convictions don't show up on background checks later for buying guns, which is speculated would have been the case in Nicholas Cruz's case. I don't know if that's true or not, but there's a lot of people are talking about that. I know this program existed. I don't know what it's proven effect was on this particular case, but, but a lot of people are, 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 uh, do blame that to some extent for what happened. Okay. okay. Let's, uh, get back to the show. Yeah. So let's do kind of a half hour or so to work with. Let's do the chocolate diversity milk. Then I got the hoax hate, and then I got the surprise cringe. So short video clips. We'll get through these and then um, return to super chat. So <laughs> the the chocolate diversity milk. There's not much to explain here. Illinois Governor Bruce is it Rauner? R a u n e r. I don't know the the how to pronounce the last name of the Illinois governor. He attended a conference on workplace diversity Rauner. at a Black. Yeah, I don't know. Rauner. I'll go with that. Rauner. Rauner. This uh, this conference on workplace diversity, a Black History Month event in Chicago. This is back on February twenty first. Tyrone Sotomayor, who is Hyatt Hotels vice president for global diversity had him mix up some chocolate milk as a metaphor. This is a metaphor he's apparently used to explain the value of diversity to people for 16 years. This is, um, this is the Illinois governor having a drink of some chocolate diversity milk. This glass I want you to hold represents corporate America, Fortune 500 companies. It's not that organizations and if you look at any corporate website and look at its leadership team, you'll see all Cringe. white men, a few white women, and just maybe an Asian in technology. This chocolate served represents diversity. Women, people of color, people with disabilities, the aging population, Generation X, Y, and Z. This white guy's like, what? It's not that organizations are not diverse, but when you look at most organizations, diversity sits what? At the bottom of the organization. You don't get inclusion until you actually stir it up. I want you to stir it up, Governor. Stir it up. Diversity is the mix, and inclusion is making the mix work. And it actually tastes pretty good, but I'm not going to ask the Governor to drink it, because it might not be good, but it does taste good. I'll drink it. You'll drink it? He'll be proud to. There you go. So diversity is... It's really, really good. (laughs) Diversity. Diversity. So that little illustration helps us to understand it is our differences that blend together that create sustainable and long-lasting results. It's coming together collectively that gives us that power to make a difference that everybody can come to work their full selves, that we can create an environment that everybody can thrive and strive regardless of their background, regardless of their race, regardless of their gender or their orientation. United, collective we stand, but divided we shall fall. Yeah, yeah, a million other cliches, I get it. <laughs> I have some thoughts. Do you have some thoughts first, or I'm just I'm so exhausted from this pandering crap. Like, like why do why do we do this? Do do we really have to do this anymore? Is this what the general population responds to? Are they that stupid? It's uh, 
to his to his point on look most executive teams are just like this glass of white milk it's all a bunch of white men well why is it explain to me why it's surprising that it's mostly white men if white people are the majority of the population and we and men tend to strive for business leadership and they work really hard to get into those leadership positions women more often choose willingly to exit the workforce, to pursue being moms or doing other things, not if necessarily there was being a quality of outcome. What do you think women would complain about next? It's a good question. <laughs> I'm sure they'd find something. It's like given a country where you have 13% black people, Mr. Diversity Officer, what is it that you want 13% of executives being black people? Or what is the what is the appropriate Hershey's to milk ratio? that that you would find satisfactory and when you 100% say 100 percent black executives and then all the white people have to bend over and be yeah spanked. it's just a it's just the hershey syrup poured into the cup <laughs> um but when he says stir it up like oh you know diversity is is the mix and inclusion is how we mix it or whatever he said when he says stir it up what he means is elevate people not according to the qualification but according to skin color and well, one, I don't understand how that's a good business model. Show me some data that say businesses who do this, who elevate people according to skin color actually perform Succeed, better. Right. But secondarily, you said that your goal is to create an environment where everyone can succeed regardless of background. And I think most people generally agree with that premise and would say, sure. But the question is then, why are you using background as the criteria for advancement? If, if you say background should be irrelevant to your success, well, then it shouldn't be a force down or a force up. You mm -hmm. should be judged on your merit. And we're not going to do this forceful stirring. We're just going to say, are you the most talented, most qualified person who should serve in as an executive in our company? Because after all, we're after profit. Great. I don't care if you're black or a woman or whatever you are. Are you talented? Are you qualified? On one hand, he's saying backgrounds irrelevant, except for it's the actually the it's one the piece of matters, criteria right. that we should that we should judge on. Yeah, I other mean, than that, I encourage leftist companies to keep picking up these diversity initiatives because it will tank their companies. Hmm. It will like seriously, if you have two people and one of them is more qualified and you just choose the minority that's less qualified, you're going to have a worse company then. I also he doesn't say this straight up, but the implication is that believing in a meritocracy, believing in advancing people based on merit is the same as being exclusionary. Like it is possible that I am trying to select the most qualified, most talented applicants for, let's say, five jobs. Mm -hmm. And let's say I get 100 applicants and I objectively select the most qualified, most talented ones. And let's say they are all white males for this job. Does that mean that I was exclusionary in selecting them? I wasn't. I judged them on their, the criteria of, are they qualified and talented for this job? And it so happened that the outcome was not the right Hershey's to skim milk ratio or whatever that was. But, why, but that's being merit-based is not the same thing as saying, sorry, no blacks here. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's not the same but thing at all. you can't explain this to the left. We've been pouring over this concept for years now. We can't ah. tell the left that a quality of outcome is not the same as a quality of opportunity. They just doesn't configure with them. They don't understand. They have to see equality and outcome or they're never going to shut their fucking mouths. It's, it's never going to stop. It's Yeah, it is amazing. It's like, that's all I have to say on it. it I, I can't get over the hypocrisy of Background's irrelevant, except for it's also the only criteria. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but um, 
as other groups become more entrenched in their identity politics, the only remaining solution for majority, the racial majority, which in this country is white people, is for them to become equally entrenched in their identity politics. It's like this is the future the left is leading us in. As you know, it's not the route that I want to go, but I feel that force. Like it's it, you, when you when you see that dynamic you're talking about, where it's like people are lining up on their teams and saying like, it's going to be my team against your team. I feel that force of being like people trying to push you into your team's box. And it's it's another yeah. function of being shamed as a white male. I'm not saying he shamed white males necessarily. That was embarrassing. Certainly, that was just gross, groveling, pandering behavior. I mean, we see that all the time. The more you shame me for being a white male, the more I'm going to start thinking, eh, you know, I, white males are pretty cool. I might actually start to be proud to be one, maybe. Yeah, you and everybody else. And when you don't do that, when you stand out there isolated and you have no group because you're like, oh, philosophically, I'm going to reject identity politics, that leaves you open for attack because there's nobody there to back you up. Yeah, so I totally get the dynamic at play. I wish it wasn't the dynamic that's happening. But the but guys like this and the rest of these, these people um, promoting this skin color is the only thing that matters diversity agenda. Look, don't get mad when people retreat into the teams that you're basically creating yourself. Yeah, or when you force us to necessarily adopt a really high level of identity politics, which is going to be defined by us being white. I don't know what you want me to say here, people. Hmm. This is a dangerous thing. This is a dangerous direction that we're going in. Yeah. And it pisses me off. Hey, speaking of identity politics conflict. Those transitions. It's that time. It's been um, it's been a little bit. I'm glad it's back. It's time for the host hate of the week. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit! It's backwards. You think they'll notice? We always notice. <laughs> okay. Got it up on the screen here. A woman in Tampa claims to be the target of workplace racism in a now deleted Facebook post, but I've got the screen cap up there. Terry Siller, Sillar, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. She says that she and several coworkers got into a debate about gun control and decisions made by Trump and Obama. Later, she says she returned to her office space to find a stuffed monkey with a noose around its neck around its neck and handwritten notes the notes read n-word b-word n-word bitch uh and quote you are getting deported back to africa n-word and that will make america great again signed whites for trump very all very reasonable very believable i could see this happening in a in an american to make it workplace. more believable they should have spelled whites with a z though <laughs> This is some sort of roofing company that she works for. I think she's some sort of admin or office worker. Or a roofing company, even. Wait, what? What's that? Did you say roofing company? Do you say yeah. roof? Yeah, roofing. Huh. Funny. Do you say roofing? Yeah, for sure. Roofing? Roofing. Roofing. Yeah, all right. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say book? What's behind you? A bunch of books? A bunch of books. Oh. Like a bunch of roofs. I don't know what to tell you, okay? Midwestern <laughs> dialect. Yeah, maybe. It's kind of like crick or creek. What do you say? Creek. Okay, good. Because people who say crick are white trash. Yeah, that's nonsense. When does a when does two when do two E's make a short I sound? Know, right? yeah, yeah. We agree on or that. Missouri. It's, good. it's like there's clearly yeah. an I at the end of this. Yeah. 
Okay, now um, let's watch the news report first, and then we'll get into um, some discrepancies that people observed. So this is um, local news covering Terry Siller and her hate incident at work. Dealing with a hostile work environment, a Tampa woman says she was a target of a workplace racism, and now Hillsborough County deputies mm, are investigating. Yeah, the pictures posted online that show what happened have been shared thousands of times. You can see a monkey with a noose around its neck. There was also a note <laughs> with the N-word. Now, Nightside Sarah Rosario spoke to the woman. She says the social media response is bringing a bigger issue to light. So you walked into your office, mm -hmm. opened the door, and you find this. Yes. What was your reaction when you saw this? Shock. Most of all, I was hurt. And how did I you did, report I it? I immediately reported it, and I went to um, my boss. I felt threatened. I didn't feel safe. That is a blatant boldness and a hate crime. It's a monkey with a noose around its neck. What message do you think I'm going to take from that? You took to social media upset, hurt, and you shared this with your friends. I did. Why? I did because I don't know if I'm the only one that has experienced something like this. And I was actually looking for guidance from my friends. The response oh, yeah. online has been incredible. How many times it's been shared, it's been liked, it's been, what, what are people saying? People are just angry. They're telling me their stories of racism that they've had to deal with. Oh, They're made up so stories far. of racism. <laughs> and, and in 2018, we're still dealing with this. You know what? I want to believe that we moved so far. Oh. <laughs> this happened. I'm like, did we move? Are we standing still? I don't know. I just don't feel progression oh. after something like this. Terry says her company is backing her 100%. In fact, they are because doing everything they can to track down whoever is responsible for the racist messages. If only she had been able to feel the progression. I, I just don't feel the progression. Okay. What a lying bitch. God. Some users on Facebook and elsewhere, other social media, noted some discrepancies in her report. She did actually report this to police, as she said. In her police report, she said the incident happened Thursday, February 22nd, but she posted to Facebook on Wednesday night, February 21st. Confronted with that discrepancy, Siller said it happened Wednesday, but she waited a day to tell her boss because he wasn't available Wednesday. Hmm. Uh, Siller's boss says that she's worked for this roofing roofing <laughs> roofing company for about three weeks but as of now um he still stands by his employee the sheriff's office has closed an investigation i suspect with a finding of you no know, criminal activity but i didn't that just said they closed an investigation the owner um, of the shop or of the business is reaching out to the fbi to see if they can investigate further and it should be noted but this Terry Siller person was previously convicted for writing fraudulent checks. Not that that proves this is a fake, it's but she is, um, she's taken some liberties with fraud in the past. And we've seen these notes before. I don't know, but when I commit hate crimes, I always sign, you know, whites for Trump or <laughs> blonde in the belly of the beast or, you know, I just, I just want them to know who did this. And I wonder how big this roofing company is. Roofing, these companies are usually not gigantic. No, she's oh, probably about to and, get fired. And, she's like, oh shit, how do I turn this around? Like who who was in the debate? How many people were you debating with? Like five? Presumably if you're saying it was after the, the debate, you would be able to narrow it down to a very small group of people unless you were debating with the entire staff. That's at one point. 
Anyway, we're running tight on time, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to see hoax hate back. And, you know, I'll pay attention to it. For, again, if Hitler's ghost gets caught setting up the, 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 stuffed, um, the stuffed monkey in the noose, then I will eat my words and I'll admit to being a terrible trash person yeah, I know. for we laughing at her. Talk about this. There was some real racism actually happening. I did read a story today that some guy at a hooter spit on a black baby and called him the N-word. I'm just, yeah, call, I'm just telling you right now, there's there's no fucking way that happened. It did not happen. That's there also was a, case. there was a witness, but I don't, you know, the, the witness spoke to police and I saw the news story about it, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that it's a hundred percent truthful or, you know, a hundred percent. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Comprehensive in its, well, uh, the supply is clearly not meeting the demand or we wouldn't have hoax hate to talk about every other week. Well, it's been like a month. It's been like a month since we, that's why I suspended. Since I previously the little crying hijab girl. Yeah, that's right. That was probably the last one. That was my policy was I'm only going to do hoax hate when it's proven hoax hate. But I suspended that this time because it's been a little bit and I just. And because we know for sure this is fake. Come on. The story was funny. Yeah, That was a funny one. All right. In the interest of time, I'll hustle along here. Uh, this story is pretty quick, but I just I love this. This goes to show you the state that Facebook is in now. So a little bit of context here. We're all familiar with Snopes.com, that alleged fact checker like PolitiFact that vets claims made by media and politicians and stuff and rates them as true or false, but is often wildly biased in the process. Well, they've all been hired as fact checkers for Facebook. And if you're, if you're dinged by a Facebook fact checker for being a supplier of fake news, you'll have your account penalized. Do people Do you say still pen- use Facebook? I mean, I use it as a news aggregator, but not for, not much oh, for you personal still use purposes. Facebook. Ah. For the news feed, but not really like to, for personal purposes, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I do you just, say it just um, seems like such a dying platform. I just do you say penalized or penalized while I we're say going? Oh, no, I penalized. I'm a penalized person. We can't so, do a show anymore together because of our disagreements yeah. about how to pronounce words. The um the Babylon Bee, which I to which I am previously unfamiliar, is a it's a Christian satire site of some kind. It's it's clearly labeled on their site and on their Twitter account. And if you couldn't tell this story was satire just by reading the headline in the first couple paragraphs, CNN publishes in uh, purchases, sorry, CNN purchases industrial sized washing machine to spin news before publication. The custom made device allows CNN reporters to load just the facts of a given issue, turn the dial to spin cycle and within five minutes receive a nearly uh, nearly unrecognizable version of the story that's been spun to fit the news station's agenda. Hey, that's clever. That's funny. It's got a picture of a washing machine. This is something people would like to share on social media. Hey, let's have a laugh at their fake news and their spin machine. It's clever. All right. <laughs> Enter Snopes. Hey, people have been sharing this on Facebook. Did CNN purchase an industrial-sized washing machine to spin the news? No, that's false. That's false. CNN never did that. Look at Snopes doing their job. <laughs> totally. And they, and they acknowledge that it's... um. That, it, that it's satire. So they say, um, they say in here, although it should have been obvious that the Babylon B piece was just a spoof of an ongoing political brouhaha over alleged news bias, news media bias and fake news, some readers missed that aspect of the article and interpreted it literally. But the site's footer gives uh, away that the Babylon B's nature by describing it as um, your trusted source for Christian news satire. So at least they acknowledge that. The problem is that the guy who runs the Babylon B, his name's Adam Ford, he received a notification from Facebook. Hey, the page that you administer, the Babylon Bee, recently posted the link 
Um, CNN purchases industrial-sized washing machine to spin news before publication. That contains info disputed by Snopes.com, which is an independent fact-checker. If you if you are a repeated offender, you will see your distribution reduced and your ability to monetize um, with advertising removed. Learn more with our policies here. Snopes is supposed to be actually <laughs> fact checking, not not discussing the whether or not something is satirical. Yeah. This is not their wheelhouse. What the fuck are they doing? Now, Facebook did apologize, and um, Facebook issued a statement. There's a difference between false news and satire. This was a mistake and should not have been rated false in our system. It's since been corrected and won't count against the domain in any way. Sure, you're not punishing the Babylon Bee per se, but it is an indicator of uh, who you trust and what your what your process and your system is here. This is insane. This is this is Orwellian nonsense. Yeah, it doesn't. Isn't Snopes uh, Soros funded now? I don't know. All I know is it's like a husband and wife cat couple. Who oh, run really? That thing. Something like that. It's I, wildly leftist. I did. I, uh, I did a piece on it like, I don't know, a year and a half ago or two years ago. But um, during the polling, they were just they were just lying out their asses. Uh, all sorts of articles proven yeah. true or false based on, you know, a positive reflection of Hillary. I couldn't believe what I was reading. It was <laughs> so biased. And even if I'm going to say, okay, it's it's okay for Snopes to point out things as satire if people are having trouble distinguishing it, it's not a false claim. Why would you rate it as false? Like, it's a satirical point. It is neither true nor false. It's not false. They're not claiming as a matter of fact that CNN bought a washing machine. They're using that as a point and a joke. It That's is a husband false. and wife couple. Yes, they are a cat couple. The husband spent all the money on ugly hookers. This is what the live chat's telling me. Does this uh. sound familiar? Well, if the live chat said it, it's definitely true. We should defame away. (laughs) Come and get us, Snopes. Rate that. Please, Snopes, (laughs) fact check that. Is Snopes run by a husband and wife cat couple? False. (laughs) I want to see that. That, That's how, man, if we get debunked by Snopes, that's how we know that we made it. Oh, yeah. Then I know I've made it. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, yes. uh, That'd be great. Okay. Coming up uh, on top of the hour here, and we'll have to get out of here at some point soon. So let's let's go through these. I got, I got two surprise cringes for you. Lucky for you, they're both brief. Unlucky okay. for you, unlucky for you, they're both musical in nature. As oh, why? <laughs> surprise cringes are often musical in nature. Here's the first one. You may have seen it circulating Twitter this week because it was kind of a big deal. You seen this? No. This is a story all about how our bills get flipped into a lump. I'd like to take a minute and just sit right there. I'll tell you how a bill becomes all this or came back. Oh no. In a it's like watching my parents try to be cool. Is raised. In the law book is where they spend most of their day. Drafting out Max now, hardly relaxing all cool. And I'll introduce some bills inside of house chambers. We're more than a couple of guys start reviewing the bill. Are they making changes in committee on the hill? They may get in one little fight, but it's just because they care. They say we're moving this bill back to the floor and we'll argue it there. Speaker Hughes whistles for a vote and the answer is clear. And the bill passes and goes over the Senate to hear. If it passes the Senate, then the bill's probably fair. You thought it was law, but it's just not quite there. It goes up to the governor to determine its fate. And if it's good, Herbert might even be signing it later. Look at that bill. It's finally there. Sitting as law, ready to be declared. Oh no. Would you like to know what that was? 
I hope it was some sort of educational thing, right? Was it? So these are Utah lawmakers. They created a rap tribute to the famous schoolhouse rock videos that you know taught kids or people about how a bill becomes law. Uh, the song obviously is set to the tune uh, or the, the song, the rap is set to the Fresh Prince theme song. Yes, it is. Um, there's not much more to say about it than that. They got roasted on Twitter for this. Yeah, because it was the cringiest thing I've ever seen. Some black people could have really bailed them out. <laughs> well, it's Utah. What are they supposed to do? They're a bunch of Utah Republicans. Probably like nine, almost all of them are Mormon. I don't I know. Imagine. Not do this or do something a little wider. Okay. Something you could pull off maybe. <laughs> well, does it, did it seem to you that they were a little bit self-aware of the cringe? Like it did to me. That one it, guy it, had his hat all funky. Yeah. Like, it, it didn't make like, it any less cringy. I'm like, oh, they know they're being stupid. That didn't help me at all yeah it didn't make it good it didn't make it good oh god but uh (laughs) it also i mean it didn't help that it was poorly written but it also the cadence of the rapping didn't really like the tempo of the rapping didn't fit the music at all it was just kind of thrown together in a bizarre way i don't know i also don't know who edited that um a white person the graphics were terrible the sound levels were kind of like it kind of goes loud to soft it's just the whole thing was bad. I Hopefully it was some unpaid intern who did that. That was put forth by the House of Representatives in Utah. No, that I, cost a million dollars. Yes, yeah. It's a big state budget. Okay. Ew, Second horrible. surprise cringe. God also damn, brief. Also ends. brief. Don't worry. Uh, you'll recall um, YouTube had that. Uh, wait, I hit the wrong one. Let's try this one. YouTube had that tweet last month that said roses are red, violets are blue. Subscribe to black creators because it's Black History Month. Oh, well, Women's lo- History Month. What? Lo and behold, yeah, March is Women's History Month. So March 1st, they put out this tweet when it's Women's History Month, but the pay gap is still a thing. And everybody, myself included, was just raging, saying, how can you possibly, with a straight face, perpetuate this infinitely debunked nonsense? And then I thought, well, hey, there's a, there's a GIF file here. It's like women working. What's that about? Oh, there's a YouTube video link. Well, I'm going to click that. I wonder, I wonder what's going on. Um, in that in that link and now you get to experience the regret of that click that i experienced a few days ago Okay. You're a monster. How can you possibly tell me you still think women should vote after watching this? <laughs> like, you're still going to be like, oh, yeah, well, fairness. Me, me, me. No. no. Look, I support stripping them of their rights due process later, okay? We'll worry Fine. about the due okay, process I'm with once, you. I'm with you. once those people in that video are done. Now, YouTube also ran into some um, Twitter controversy after this because, as I said, they took a lot of Twitter heat. Uh, so one of the top responses was, whoever runs this account should be fired. YouTube, the account re- replied, disagree. Turfed back, disagree. And then someone said, I tr- this is now deleted by YouTube, but someone said, I truly hate the people who run YouTube from the trending page to the demonetizations to tweets like this. 
And yet you follow us, said YouTube, the official what idiot account. idiot social justice warrior minority is running the YouTube account or has access to it? <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, and yet you follow us became kind of a meme this week when yeah. talking about terrible things. And yet yeah, you lots us. of people follow YouTube for, you know, a variety of reasons that are not what they're tweeting about from a social justice perspective. Yes. Um, if you care about the song, it's called 77 by a band called Alice Bag. They even with they don't. Even with YouTube's promotion, mass promotion on that account. Video currently has 21,000 views, 300 upvotes, 600 down. That's really bad. That's real bad. Wow, that view, not a lot of views. Mostly people in the comments just raging at them like me. I gave them the old, the classic old fuck off all the way to Jupiter in the comments section on that one. Oh, jeez. Um... The only other thing I can say is, look, this is just another example of of the naked agenda and absolutely horrendous content that YouTube will push. They're not judging this stuff by, hey, what's some con- what's really good content on YouTube that people are enjoying? Content that you only find on YouTube that we can push out as an example of premier stuff that only we offer exclusively that people really enjoy. Instead, they say, no, no. Yeah. What fits the ideological drive, it's even funny. if people hate it? That happened as soon as they took on female leadership. It's, it's like those things, they're, they're related somehow. Okay. Like when women you, get in charge, they make everything worse. Is that you know what? You earned this one. Get your blood fascist ass out of here! That's all. That was, uh, that's a tranny right there. In oh, I don't. Um, actually, yeah, I, could, I could pull it up here. Where, which one? This, this giant bitch right here. Oh, this one. Yeah. This one right in the middle. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. He know was that. standing around like trying to block people and stuff. It was that whole night was really. <laughs> it's, really it's, really it's like a tranny security officer. No, it was just a, an activist that was you know, a good Samaritan. Yeah. Watching out for the safety of. Other good Samaritans. Well, as always, it's 8.05 on Sunday, and I want to kill myself. <laughs> let's uh, let's round out the super chat, and then we'll close it out. All right. Who was the last person? Rose McGann- McGowan. School to prison pipeline. Okay. Um, let's see. Stars in her crown is the next one. Let me reload this. I'm sure you guys really want to hear me talk to myself while I figure this out. I need to load the Jeopardy music into the system. <laughs> uh, Stars in her crown says, longtime listener, finally to ha- uh, catch y'all live. Thanks for all the work you do. I work in education. I listen on Monday mornings to mentally prepare myself for the libtard hellhole I'm walking into. Oh, I'm sorry Two to hear people, that, but thank but you. I'm sorry. Uh, Patrick says, Diane, a tech nine can be sold as semi-auto. I'm unfamiliar with the firearm, so I, I could look it up right now. I'll but I, I, when, you know, when I hear Tech Nine, I thought I think the rapper, you know. A static Wave 09, blue-haired chick dude looks kind of like Peter Griffin in a wig. Yeah, that that man woman had a very confusing face and body. Still, I, I could be convinced that it's a woman or a man. I don't know. Uh, John West says, "I can't believe Matt vocally supports women's suffrage." Disavow. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, sorry. Esperon 2K. Hi to Austin from Jay. Petition for white South Africans on White House site. Please sign and share. Yes, do please sign that. I think it's up to, uh, or maybe it was Black Pigeons, but that's up to 20,000 signatures. Hmm. Um, Josh Hahn of Josh and Jess says, it's unconscionable to breed with the number of children who are starving to death in impoverished countries, said Ashley Judd. So yes, she is ah. childless. Yeah, it's that late in life freak out well she gets that too then you globalist that's for ashley judd why (laughs) i don't know sean sent me those apparently they're from a crowder bit and i was like oh these are funny 
I'm going to use uh, them. Ashley Judd's a globalist cuck. She says she won't have children because there's impoverished children elsewhere. I mean, then her husband in her 40s left her for a younger woman and immediately got her pregnant. Who could have foreseen such a thing? I know. <laughs> it's almost as if men don't want to marry women that don't want to have children or something. It's almost as though if you, you know, if you find uh, if you if you participate in the culture that views young women as disposable sex depositories that uh, you will be disposed of when you are no longer sexually appealing. Who could have foreseen such a yeah, thing? Yeah, that's an indictment on men, though, and that's not really. Why it's an indictment on that culture that exists in Hollywood, which, which is not. It's it's the men and yeah, the women. but I don't blame his husband. He wanted to have children, and his feminist oh. hag wife is like, uh, I don't want to. Is that kids, is that why they split? Because that would that would change it for me. Yeah, he, and then he didn't marry somebody in her twenties. He married somebody in her early thirties when he was in his like late forties. Like just it, yeah, not somebody super young, but somebody with enough time to pop out a few. Yeah, if he wanted to have kids with her and she refused, that would change yeah, the, uh, that the condemnation for me. Yeah. Um, Redica says, is that black guy talking about swirling? Where is the black girl Twitter mob? They're the only ones that are allowed to swirl. See T Tommy Sotomayor. The black oh, guy maybe. talking about... Wait, who? What? <laughs> um, yeah, well, now we are... Which, which one are we talking about? Are we Our talking brains, about the hoax hate chick? Guys, come on. Are we talking about the, the chick who docks the high schooler? I can't remember my context. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. Thank you, though. All right. Sorry, Reddick, because we fucked that up. Uh, Eric Ray says, there's no diversity in Chicago, Baltimore, Flint, or Detroit. It's all chocolate. And when it counts, it melts like a Hershey bar on the sidewalk. I disavow. No, you don't. I disavow. There, are, there is not a lot of diversity in any of those places. That's definitely true. Uh, Freshenator. Oh, I'm going to skip that one. Dangerous Spaces. Can I point out that adding chocolate syrup actually made the milk more unhealthy? Did he understand his <laughs> illustration basically said diversity makes an environment more unhealthy? What an idiot. <laughs> What a racist. And what I will say that diversity does make our culture more unhealthy, but slightly more delicious. I'll say that. Because I do have all these delicious <laughs> ethnic food restaurants around. It's the only benefit. There's some truth to that. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah. What did we say? All that Uzbek food we got from the Manhattan truck attacker. Yeah, totally. It was worth it for the Uzbek food. And everybody's like, it's just, you, you couldn't make it on your own. It's like, kebab. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure white people could do that. Uh, <laughs> 10 INTM said, uh, ever visit one another? I have this image of blonde answering the door. He's here, guys. Gives him a peck on the cheek. But then I realize Matt has likely not gotten his peck, and that makes me sad. No, we do not visit each other. We're buds. Only one time. One time. And Only. it was for the RNC. It's going on two years ago, though, that we actually hung out in real life. God, so. but the, we, David, ooh, my fiance and I should um, come out and visit. Um, Pesos Largo said, my progression. Uh, Redica says, light skin, most likely a hair hat and no tears like other victims in a record. I want to see her coworkers. I assume that's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talking about the the alleged monkey planters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David Richardson said roofing versus roofing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why you say it like that. That's insane. Um, let me it's, reload. It's, and it's then a, I think we're good to go. Like I said, all the books behind you. We are good. How do you justify book? Books. Book and roof. Um, I don't know. Roof and book. That's just how you say these words. Roof? I don't like wolf. You know, um, at first I wanted women to be able to vote, but you finally convinced me. There, there it no is. All it takes is mispronouncing one word. Voting to at all. Anyway, uh, we'll call it there. Appreciate everybody in the super chat uh, supporting the show and keeping us in touch with the facts when we lose touch of them and everybody live chatting as well tonight. And thanks for showing up. If you chose to show up live amid all the other uh, entertainment options you had tonight, um, if you're listening later on YouTube or you're listening on an audio platform, 
appreciate you guys as well. Thank you kindly for supporting the show. Remember, if you can't get enough of this here presentation and you'd like to have more, there is, uh, there's more on the audio platform, stuff you won't find on YouTube, including Wednesday night's call-in show. You can replay it there. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, they're all linked conveniently in the description for you. And you can always email us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday. I'm hoping I can track down Freedom Tunes for that. We'll find out. Because if it's Sunday, sorry Chuck Tats, not meet the press. It is Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Bye guys.